0: Happened last night. You find out the morning after. Let's do
1: this thing. All right, let's roll. The morning after has begun. Fantasy sports, radio network, sports byline affiliates, everything else in between. I am Studio 34. It's Friday. It's football Friday. Uh, for real. Uh, We've got more preseason games on TAP uh, this evening as the preseason will mercifully come to an end uh, shortly. Uh, But we've got college football on uh, TAP. We're going to see if we can get uh, Joe Lisi on. I'm assuming that uh, Joe is in a gym uh, somewhere uh, right now. Joe's either in a gym or he's shopping for a new suit. He's a very uh, sharp-dressed man on uh, college uh, football uh, today. So we've got a couple of college football games on the board. I've spent a lot of time uh, this week, uh, guys, pretty much every time that I've had a spare couple of minutes, which isn't often, but um, like a good example this look, last night, you know, it was about 2 in the morning, one thirty, two in the morning, and uh, I decided, you know what, I could go over this Miami, um, Miami-Florida game one more time. I-, I could use more information about this Miami-Florida uh, game, so I'll share uh, with you what uh, I've discovered, some of the angles. That I'm looking at and uh, the mismatches. So hopefully we can get um, Joe Lisi. So we've got big stuff, though, guys. We've got big stuff. Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. Hey, listen, even though Emmett Smith uh, ran the ball down my throat as a Buffalo Bills fan and danced in the end zone numerous times in Super Bowls against the Bills, hard not to uh, love Emmett Smith. Uh, class act, great football player. His kid is a wicked football player. Like, I don't, well, maybe we'll plug in some video later. Emmett Smith is going to step up and in. Kirk it was It's like the Dan Patrick show. We've got Emmett Smith. We've got Kirk Herbstreet. Next week. Today, Mick Aussie. Nothing but the best on this show. Our college football and NFL um, expert handicapper, Mick Aussie. Well, we'll step up and in this morning. Speaking of, like, mercifully ending, like, I don't know, like, this preseason feels like it's forever, but, God, when's this AFL regular season stop? Let's get to the playoffs. All right, we'll get to Joe Ren in Miami, Florida. We got more NFL football. A lot of stuff up to hit. Elliot, Cam Newton, and more morning after has begun.
2: Message and data rates may apply.
3: Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Herd. just
4: text youth to three two one three two one to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning nugenics the number one selling free testosterone booster at gnc its unique man boosting formula is powered by testophen a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger leaner more energetic and more passionate and guys
3: she'll like the difference too
4: Nugenic samples are not available in stores
5: Tablet or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's money now, the number 100com
6: I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. A lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take the Andro 400 every day. So I'm going to take it forever.
7: That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say.
1: Morning after fantasy sports uh, radio networks. I am Marenzi, throwing it down to Studio 34 on another uh, rainy, rainy morning uh, here uh, in New York. Uh, New York Jets and the New Orleans Saints on Saturday night at MetLife. We've got more preseason games on the board uh, this evening. Uh, last night, uh, the uh, the big story in the National Football League was Cam Newton. Cam Newton made his debut, and uh, now Cam Newton is in a boot. Uh, Right now, but from what I understand, um, I guess it's sort of um, it's not looking as as bad as I guess at the extreme, um, you know, length of the duration that he'll be out uh, is concerned. But I don't know. He's in a boot, which uh, isn't a good thing. And he's just a beaten up uh, quarterback, man. The guy's taken a lot of freaking hits uh, over the years. Uh, We said it to Miami, Florida uh, right now. Uh, where Coach Flores is playing games, and, um, I, you know, I I wonder why these coaches, like, need to do things like this and provoke uh, the players. And, uh, but anyways, Joe Ranieri, what's up, Joe?
8: Uh, it's, uh, well, I mean, there's, uh, there's still some question. There shouldn't be any question. I think Josh Rosen's done more than enough to be able to prove that he should be the starting quarterback for this franchise moving forward. But I, you know, they, they still won't commit one way or the other. He said, going to be one more week. I don't know what we're waiting for. I really don't.
1: You know, Flores seems to me, there's some stuff that I like about him, but he has the same tenure. We, you know, we've talked about this with former Patriot coaches this i'm smarter than everybody i'm playing you know 4d chess and you guys are playing checkers thing right because you know i'm a former patriot it gets old joe yeah you're not bill belichick bro you can't play games with jay-z songs and and not only that so he plays the jay-z and then i read his comments now joe well Mm. you know what he really hasn't performed that well in in It's, like, why don't you just, like, bang Stills' wife or girlfriend floors at this point? Yes. Like, there's nothing, like, you know, like, seriously, like, you know, like, basically, go take a dump on his front lawn.
8: <laughs> Light it on fire. <laughs> yeah, so because, like, at this right. point, there's,
1: like, really nothing more, like, you can do to send Kenny Stills a message that, yeah, yeah, listen, uh, you're, you're not going to be here.
8: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. no, it's, it's, it's coming, too. The passive aggressiveness is just, it's over the top. Uh, we've all patriot coaches. You're right. right. It's just this all, you know. Don't out. They're the smartest dudes in the room. You notice that they're always the smartest it's guys. It's the in
1: hypocrisy, the room. Joe, yeah. of when Kenny Stills criticized his his boss, his owner, mm. Stephen Ross. What did Forrest say? I have, you know, I understand. I'm not trying to silence anybody from issues and social thoughts. Mm. He, he's a man. I respect his opinions on these issues, but I really wish he would have kept it in-house. So in other words, I really wish he would have shut up. Right. (laughs) Right? So, but isn't playing Jay-Z eight freaking times in a row the day after he complains about Jay-Z's deal with the NFL not keeping it in-house when he's playing Jay-Z in front of everybody? That's the thing that gets me. It's the sheer hypocrisy here.
8: Yeah, it's total passive-aggressive behavior. He had said publicly, I wish he would have kept it in the house, and then two weeks later, he starts mouthing off about Jay-Z. So it's like, uh, okay, here comes Johnny passive-aggressive. Now I'm going to play you nine songs in a row. But why? Why play those games at all? Just either cut his ass or move on from it, one or the other.
1: What kind of grown man football coach is worried about what one of his players' opinion is on a rapper? What, what, no, seriously, what is this? Like junior high school? You, you, you don't know, like you know what I mean? Like why is Flores policing this stuff? It's yeah. not your business. Uh, you know what I mean? Like really, it's like the thing is Flores, and I'll, we'll get into the football aspect of it, Joe. But I'm just telling you, Flores already right now, everybody in that freaking room knows. Push comes to shove, he's Mr. Management. Oh yeah. Right away. You know, this is the definition, guys. Does the coach have our back? You know, you hear, I'll run through a wall for that guy. Dude, the Detroit Lions, I'll go back to it. Say what you will about the Detroit Lions. They would have ran through a wall for Caldwell. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, they won nine games. They won ten games. They they were who they were. You think the Detroit Lions players are going to run through a wall? Like, do you think if, like, they saw Matt Patricia getting, like, beat up and robbed in the parking lot after a game that – They'd all run over. There's my coach, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, or would they be like, eh, that's a shame.
8: <laughs> they'd just, run. <laughs> they'd just run the other way. That's <laughs> they'd, <all>. be like,
1: <laughs> they'd be like, oh, that's, uh, that's uh-huh. a shame. And Guys, if you don't think pro athletes are like that, I had an NHL player once tell me, um, and this is actually pretty sad and pathetic as well from the player's perspective, but an NHL team, Joe, actually... Slash the tires of their head coach after a practice.
8: Message sent.
1: <laughs>
8: <laughs>
1: like, I was thinking, yeah, that's real mature. Like, that's Woo-hoo. like, that's yeah. uh, that's real mature. I said, yeah. why? Like, why? Like, why? And they said, because we wanted to see his fat ass change a tire. <laughs> <laughs>
8: Right too. That's good. You know what I mean? They
1: said he always yells at them. They said basically said, "Oh, he knows everything about everything. Let's see if he can change his tires." That's. And I said, "What happened?" He and he goes, "He changed them." (laughs) (laughs) He didn't call anybody. He did. I'm saying, yeah, like he got in a truck. He was like, (laughs) "Love that." Yeah, yeah. bunch of grown, uh, grown men, uh, men, child, basically hockey players watching. Yeah, they told me, like, they fired pucks at him in practice, which that's a pretty common thing, though, actually. (laughs)
8: Right, right. That's why you shouldn't be anywhere on the ice.
1: Yeah, that's a common thing. Like, I'm not going to lie. I've shot. Like, I played hockey. I used to shoot a puck in a direction. I got a penalty once for shooting a puck at the ref's direction. (laughs) Like, oops. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it was one of those. It was after a play. Like, it was a stoppage in play. You know, like, you flick the puck to the referee. I sort of like I more than flicked it, like basically. I was like, yo <laughs> like I, Oh, was that too hard? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. It's basically oh. you know when you see an NBA player sort of hey, here, ref, here's the ball, like <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep.
8: Take no, it. We've we've seen catchers do that too to Office oh, yeah, Man. Yeah, like yeah. Oh I got you yeah, know, I thought it was a change up. I didn't realize it was gonna be oh, a yeah. fastball to your chest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well you remember famously remember the little league guy or the it was high school.
8: High school,
1: yes. Yeah, high school, basically, the the, the manager told the catcher, yeah, let's, uh, he basically said, like, duck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. The guy, it was high school. Mm-hmm. They told the pitcher, high heat, like, throw it, like, basically, throw your fastball, kid. And they told the catcher, get out of the way. <laughs> like, they made it too obvious. though. So, like, yeah. like yeah, the pitcher, exactly. the catcher, like, kind of ducked. <laughs> <laughs> damn man smack the freaking up hard man
8: yep big time
1: everyone's yep. like nice. that you crossed the nice. line i think they fired the uh-huh. guy like he got kicked out like they removed him and stuff from the school mm-hmm. yep. or like you can't you can't like do that like
8: yeah the kid didn't do a good job of selling it like he dove at it like he no. it. He, you he can't trust
1: a teen before. if you're gonna do it you're gonna do that you can't trust a kid
8: <laughs> like, you exactly you gotta have real confidence in your catcher to sell that
1: <laughs> yeah. They also told me, too, the, the the hockey team, they told me once that the coach got stuck in a hot tub.
8: <laughs> oh, ouch.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
8: <laughs> Wouldn't let him out, huh?
1: No, like uh. they had to, like he couldn't get out. Like he needed help, like getting out.
8: <laughs> the big man, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> I should note. I should note, Joe. They were not a good team. All right. Yeah.
9: yeah <laughs> they, man.
1: Were, they were very irresponsible people. Wow. And, uh, you yeah, know, they were like classic underachievers. <laughs> like, they were like. Yeah. And I've already said too much, but um, most of them went on to like win Stanley Cups, too. That's like the crazy thing. Like, oh, like out of punishment, wow. they all got traded and then went into one, which is, like. The
6: hockey
1: they gods. Win. They won. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. The hockey gods act in weird ways. Mysterious.
8: Let that be a lesson, everyone.
1: All right. We'll talk <laughs> some NFL uh, football. I'm in a future frame of mind.
10: Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets?
8: All right, guys, it's time to put your money where your mouth is. Give yourself a shot. Open up a sports wagering account with FanDuel. It's Jersey's largest sports book. Just head over to FanDuel.com forward slash grid. You get yourself a free bet of up to 500 bucks. That's a free bet up to 500 bucks when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com forward slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, in-game wagering, college or pro sports, you are in control Head over to fanduel.com forward slash grid, open that account, get your free wager of up to $500 today. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only, eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details.
1: All right, thank you very much, uh, Joe Yeah, Mick Ossie uh, will join us uh, this morning. Joe Lisi uh, will um, be stepping up and in, 1125. uh, Joe Lisi will talk college football College football uh, kicks off this weekend. Just a couple of games on the board. Uh, we'll give you our picks and our opinions on those uh, games. We have uh, only a couple of games on the board here tonight in the National Football League. Uh, ton of games uh, on on Saturday. Um, last night um, we saw Daniel Jones uh, once again basically uh, dominate. As um, uh, how's this uh, for for a uh, a uh, box score? Daniel Jones nine for eleven. 141 yards, uh, average 12.8 uh, yards per completion at a quarterback rating of 118.8. And um, this wasn't against uh, third and fourth string players. He was brought in uh, late in the first quarter against the Bengals' ones. Uh, let's look at Eli Manning's box uh, line here. Eli Manning, four for eight, 41 yards. Average of completion, 5.1. QB rating, 65.1. Like, basically, Daniel Jones' quarterback rating was double. Double! You know how hard that is to do? Double what Eli Manning' um, his uh, rating is. And, listen, one thing I noticed last night, there is a little bit more of a... Um, there's a little bit more velocity on Eli Manning's uh, ball right now uh, than, than it seemingly has been in the past years. But... It's still not fast enough. The plays still take too long to develop with Eli Manning. And it really, really, really isn't a matter of if. It's only a matter of when. And if, if his name wasn't Eli Manning and he didn't win two Super Bowls, to me it would be obvious that Daniel Jones has won the starting quarterback job for the New York football giants. They are not a contender. You know, they are a couple of years away. It's too bad because they have one of the best running backs in the league in Saquon Barkley, one of the best players in the league in Saquon Barkley. But that it's a time for a mini rebuild right now. You know, Carson Wentz and the Eagles are good, man. The Dallas Cowboys are good. You're not on that level right now, but you can be real fast. And we've seen young quarterbacks succeed quickly in a National Football League Listen, Eli Manning will be the starting quarterback against the Dallas Cowboys in a couple of weeks, Joe. But I legitimately believe that Daniel Jones should be the one that's starting. And if it wasn't for his last name and it wasn't for – they can't break up these guys. Say what you will with the Giants. They're freaking loyal. Like, they can't break up with this guy I know it's rough. Either way, it's going to be painful, and, you know, it's like we're screwing Eli over here after everything he did for us. But it's pretty damn clear. Daniel Jones is better than Eli Manning right now, Joe. Yeah,
8: it, You know, it reminds me a little bit of... Uh... Uh, of what seattle did they had a third round draft pick named russell wilson coming to camp and they had a 50 million dollar dude named matt flynn and he kicked his ass and they handed him the reins of the franchise and people went what the hell are you doing what are you out of your mind so if seattle had enough nerve to do it what the hell are you waiting for giants like i don't get it i, I don't get it uh, go well, that's ahead the let the guy go
1: you need to be bold yeah. and if you look at the boldness um, listen, nobody would have predicted Nick Foles is going to be a freaking Super Bowl MVP, all right? But here right. We, we are right now. The Dallas Cowboys weren't even going to draft Dak Prescott. They, they, Dude, they were about to take Carter Cook, literally and figuratively, literally. Carter Cook, M- Michigan State, was taking one pick in the fourth round before they were going to take him. And Jones was all pissed off, and then one of the scouts in the room wasn't like, Jones, I love Doc Prescott. It was just one of the – it was like the the outside scouting service they hired. Basically said, if you're taking a quarterback, take Doc Prescott. Mm -hmm. They fell, and then Doc Prescott would have been a third-string quarterback, bro, behind Kellen Moore and Tony Romo. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) They take Doc Prescott. Doc Prescott would still be holding a clipboard. Pony mm-hmm. Romo gets hurt. Now he's in a broadcast booth. Kellen Moore is now the offensive coordinator and Dak Prescott's about to sign a $35 million a year contract. Dak Prescott took him to the playoffs as a, as a rookie right away. That was all by accident. You know what I mean? Like uh, Colin Kaepernick and the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Harbaugh. Harbaugh's a pretty conservative guy too. And mm-hmm. even Harbaugh's like, man, I'm 12 and 4, but you know what? I think I can go to the Super Bowl with this Kaepernick kid. Made the move. Uh, poor Alex Smith again. Mahomes. Even me, I'm wondering, what do you run a guy Alex Smith out of town for? He's, he's a good quarterback. Guy wins 12, 13 games every year. Yeah, Mahomes is better. That's the way it works. There's no – that's what supports is supposed to be about, Joe. You're supposed to take the emotion out of it, and whoever's the best man for the job gets it. And right now, Daniel Jones is the best man for that job.
8: Yeah, and, and those teams you mentioned, and along with Seattle, they, they knew they were going to be contenders, too. So the risk was even greater for them to go with the unknown commodity at the time. And people are like, what are you out of your mind? Like, what's the risk here in New York? I don't get it. Well, that's They're the not thing. Going to, you know what? I see, look,
1: I see somebody in the chat here. Derek Miller says, pump my brakes. Let's see him play in a regular season game of what he does. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you then, Derek. Um, you start Eli Manning every week this year. What do you think? The, I'll ask you, Joe. What do you think the Giants record? Every week Eli Manning plays, I'll tell you what the record will be. It'll be 5-11. and 11. It'll be 4-12, right. and 5-11, 6-10 at best if Eli Manning plays every week. Right. You get Daniel Jones in here, what's the record going to be? Would it be yeah. any worse? No. It'd be the exact same thing, if not better, and you're building towards something better. There's no mm-hmm. more upside with Eli Manning. Yeah, you, know, you, get, you get Daniel Jones out there, yeah, he might struggle a little bit. And then, as I stated, two years from now, you've got yourself a quarterback to compete with Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott and Haskins and these guys. I mean, the Redskins, everyone has a young quarterback in this division, except the mm-hmm. Giants, hanging on to old man Manning for sentimental stake because David Tyree caught a pass off his face 10 years ago.
9: Right, right. Yeah.
8: I mean, but listen, who knows? A bigger sample size against the elite on defenses in the NFL, maybe it exposes him for a whole lot of things he's got to work on. But now's the year to do it. <laughs> <If> that's what <laughs> You know, now's the time to do it when you're not going to win 11 games. Like, I don't get it, man. Yeah, yeah. You know I who led the it.
1: league in interceptions as a rookie, actually, as a quarterback? Eli Manning. I mean, Peyton
8: did, too, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, and I don't say that as a criticism because I remember when uh. people were struggling – both Peyton and Eli defended the guy. Right. basically I remember the same thing. I remember Peyton Manning said, I sucked as a rookie. I got killed. like <laughs> Eli was like, I think I led the league in interceptions as a rookie. Yeah And it's, you know there's higher expectations on rookies now uh, than there mm. used to be. Um, listen, I'm bullish on the Giants, actually though. I think they're kind of I like the fact everyone laughs at them and stuff. they got a chip on their shoulder. I've been watching them closely in a preseason. I'm not a big Shermer guy, but they're not taking penalties. There's attention to detail.
8: I love the Valentine kid, man. I love that Valentine kid, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, they they got got some uh, kids
1: with heart like that are – they got some competitors. I like Mm -hmm. Peppers coming over like now. He's got some swag suddenly. You know what I mean? They got a little swag. Saquon Barkley hasn't even played yet. The offensive line is much better. So this should make Eli a lot – it's really – it's better, Joe. Yeah. Like they're blowing time. holes for everyone. Like every running back's yeah. like getting yards, and Barkley hasn't played
8: yet. I think um, Ingram's going to have a monster year in the tight end there's spot. There's potential. going to be huge. I think Solder, your your Solder wing
11: sucks though at left tackle. You see Lawson just eat him up yesterday for the Bengals.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the that's secondary. Yeah, but that's that's why though Eli Manning is a problem yeah. because you can say well Eli Manning's good if like and that's what everyone says is, excuse. who is good if if you give him time. Nobody gets time anymore in the NFL. Hmm. There is no time. And uh, speaking of time, we're going to a break in a couple of minutes here. But, um, you know, this preseason, I'm glad it's nearly over, Joe. We'll bet it again tonight. Week four, next week is a whatever. It's, you know, it's a circus. But last night was a circus in Winnipeg. with a shortened oh, yeah. field, uh, holes in the field, no kickoffs and everything else. Different sports books handle this differently. And I left after the show last night, in-game live, so I never cashed my tickets yet. I've got a stack of tickets here. Yet, I don't even know what the hell's going on. I was told that the the Green Bay game was voided at FanDuel. That it it was voided because of the the, the field and everything else. Yet, I see a lot of people online saying their books did not void it. And the Baltimore Raven game... Listen, they've won, they won 16 in a row now. They're 15-1 and one against the spread in the last 16 preseason games. They haven't lost a preseason game since September the 3rd. But unfortunately, the damn game got cut short by lightning. They shut it down after 48 minutes. Mm-hmm. To be official, a football game has to be 55 minutes. doesn't matter whether it's preseason, college, whatever. Um, the fine, If you're reading the fine print in a sports book, that's the rules. It's like baseball. It's it's like baseball. That that's the rule. Um, so this is how I got screwed last night. Like I, I have a ticket in the Raider Packer games and I don't know if I it's good or not. I right. had the Baltimore Ravens and a freaking parlay that won, that paid plus one fifty eight. Now the Ravens are going to get nullified because the game didn't go um, the game yeah. didn't go uh, fifty five minutes. And I had the New York Mets and the under. So I had the Mets that wins. Dude, my under yep. was gonna win. It was two nothing, Joe. Yeah. I was gonna win, but no, no, that gets voided as a push because they didn't play nine innings. Like last night, I've not this never happened. Three different games, I'm getting ruled. I got rules to read. I know three games. <laughs> I can't make this up. I hate rules.
7: You know, as an allergy
5: sufferer, you're wired differently.
2: I sure feel that way.
5: That's why there's Nasacort. It's different too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms.
2: My antihistamine doesn't do that?
5: None of them do.
2: Oh, that is different.
5: And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24 hour relief.
2: So even if I'm wired differently,
5: Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best day possible.
12: What's your story? Go to
0: GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
12: And morning After continuous Fantasy
1: Sports Radio Networks. Sports Byline Affiliates. I'm Marenzi in Midtown Manhattan. Studio 34. Joe Ranieri in. Uh, Miami, Florida. NFL regular season rapidly approaching. Fantasy football drafts uh, are here. It's a great uh, and fun time of the year to be a football fan. College football starts uh, tomorrow night. Um, we were talking about the Baltimore Ravens preseason dominance. Hard to believe, guys. They haven't lost a preseason game in four years, man. All the way back to uh, September, September 3rd, 2015. Uh, but unfortunately, as we just talked about, the stupid game only went 48 minutes uh, last night. Uh, but... Uh, we were just talking about uh, Daniel Jones, Trace McSorley, a, a mm. player that a lot of people sort of said, ah, he's not a quarterback, he's a tweener, he's not really a spot for him. And the Ravens met this kid at the combine and said, we need this guy on our team. High football IQ, competitor. We saw what Sean Payton's been doing with Taysom Hill uh, in, in New Orleans, and you know, good for McSorley. He's clearly worked his way onto this football team, and. You know, big, big night last night at the quarterback position uh, for him. That's how good Baltimore is in the preseason. They sat Lamar Jackson uh, last night. Oh, yeah, big dress rehearsal. They decided not to play Lamar Jackson, and they still rolled. But let's bring in uh, Mick Aussie uh, right now, who uh, Mick is a big uh, Denver Bronco uh, fan. Mick Aussie steps up. What's up, Mick?
13: Hey, how you going, boys? And... uh... To everyone organising that game in Winnipeg last night, got, you're all choking the chicken too much. The NFL, was involved. You all got to do your job. Do your job. It was an embarrassment. It looked like a high school kid's game. And, uh, yes, I'm a big CFL fan. I'm dressed up in my Grey Cup gear now because the Calgary Champ- Stampeders were choking the chicken. You know that, Gabe? Yeah, what a disgrace, eh? <laughs> and I see him getting into you, mate. Oh,
1: I like I like, uh, yeah, you, I like, like you bringing props now, Mick, to the table. Good yeah. stuff. That's the wonderful. talk of the Carrot Top. Okay, that was real good. He caught me off. Uh, uh, I didn't see that coming. He'll yeah. choking the chicken. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm getting attacked by people at Winnipeg. Go after yourself. You suck. Yeah. Um, I'm getting I'm getting attacked here. All I listen, I didn't attack Winnipeg. All I said was good job Winnipeg. Thanks for embarrassing Canada. <laughs> right? Mm. So, but I also went on to say that the NFL would be running this. It's not like the NFL sends the Packers and Raiders to Winnipeg and says, "Yeah, yeah, you guys take care of it." They overmanage everything. But I, you know, I it's it's just it doesn't matter whose fault it is. It's everybody's fault. It just it's a bad look. Right? Mm-hmm. Like basically last night during the game, Twitter's blowing up. Bad field conditions in Canada. Like uh, you know, like it's Bangladesh or something. Right? It's you know, that's what upset me. And and I get, listen, I get it Winnipeg. I get defensive about the Raptors and you know, you guys, the thing with Winnipeg, they're the most sensitive people in Canada. <laughs> no by far by far by, by far they you know what i mean they don't they feel like you know it's sort of like buffalo they're tired of like the jokes and all oh, winnipeg this and winnipeg that so they basically like really are protective of their city their teams but it's over like it's over it's overt like i knew i would get attacked after because you know if you say anything unless you tell them that the winnipeg is the greatest city in the world and um and uh, the Winnipeg Jets are going to win the Stanley Cup, then basically you're a jerk-off to them. Like, they they like to be flattered, like, overtly flattered. And listen, I like Winnipeg. I got no beef with them, but I have to say, like, basically about 70% of you are freaking morons. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, it, it's, you know, it was a dumb idea to play the game there in the freaking first place, but... I don't know how you have holes in the field when you have months to prepare. Like I said, I don't care whose fault it is. It's the NFL's fault. It's Winnipeg's fault. It's everybody's fault. Well, guys, I
8: love how Gruden, love how Gruden though, passed it, it off. Did you see what he said afterwards?
1: So what's that? All done. All up done. Up
8: every- well, hold did on. Hold on. Hold on, Mick. What's that, Joe? Did, did you see what Gruden said after the game? He He made it a point like it wasn't his idea to uh to rest the starters. Like he had no problem with the field. He said, Go check with Green Bay. We didn't have any problem with the field. So uh, why was LaFleur the only guy that was all bent out of shape about it? Gruden peered didn't care. The field didn't, the didn't field care.
1: was no, the field is a state of the art facility. And I said that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the so field's a cool. problem. The only problem is the goal post in the CFL is in the front of the end zone. Right. So when they pulled it out, they put they no. you know, they filled it up and stuff, but I guess it was a little I you know. It was a little – there were seams around it. They didn't like it. Right. Essentially. It's not like they left a hole in the field, literally, and who were stupid morons, just a hole in the field. Right, exactly. But they didn't like it. It was soft or whatever. And, you know, it just – this happens. Look, it happened at the Hall of Fame game in Ohio the other year. Yeah. Where they exactly. painted the freaking field overnight, and the paint didn't dry mm-hmm. on time. That's at yep. the Hall of Fame game. They have, oh, they have one game a year. You have one job, right? Like you, mm-hmm. That's a definition. If you got one job and, and you screw it up. But,
8: um, yeah. Green didn't have a problem with it. He was like, it was all Green Bay. So, we would have no, played Green everybody.
1: Bay. Listen, <laughs> dude. Green Bay are a joke, bro. Aaron Rodgers is more concerned with his stupid mustache and his, his, his State farm commercials and his discount yeah. double check. And pointing a finger at everyone and hating everything all the time. Like you said, the Raiders went about their business and played. That That's field right. is nicer and better and safer than the Raiders' home field in Oakland. Yep. Right? And and everyone, oh, you guys, you all feel the Green Bay Packer hype? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers hasn't played, Joe. Nope. <laughs> they have a new offense.
8: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah,
1: because you guys are so great, you don't need to practice. You don't need it. You haven't made the playoffs in three years. <laughs> exactly. You have a new coach. I haven't made the playoffs in three years. New offense. No, no, we're good. We're good. You're not good. And I'll bet against the Packers. Amen. And Mick, I'm sorry, but I'm betting against your Denver Broncos, too.
13: Ooh. Oh, I don't care. And if, honestly... <laughs> NFL preseason,
1: it's too long. About to No, no, so regular know, season, Mick.
13: Absolutely. Oh no, no, no,
1: we'll beat him, But I'm betting the so under long. Broncos win total. All right. You have a big yeah. fan, uh, Mick, on the network uh, here. Well, you have a lot of fans. People are big yeah. fans of yours. Mm. But uh, we, do we have, uh, do we have his fan?
13: Peace
1: up. A
4: town Oh
13: yeah! Here we go. Okay. <laughs> but I
1: Come yeah, Come yeah, Come
14: yeah, yeah.
1: Hey, hey Dave what's up, Bob? <laughs> I know Bob, you're always uh, commenting on how you think Mick Aussey is a funny guy. um yeah. you, you once said He's you, awesome. yeah. You, yeah, you once said you think you are funnier, but um you are a big fan of Mick Aussie, so we figured you know what? we'll give you a chance to say hi to Mick. yeah, hi Mick. how you doing this is Bob
14: from Vermont.
13: There you go, Bobby. Well, you should duck across the road and come to Canada and come to one of the Grey Cups and have some fun up here because I've been here 20 years and it's a fun place. Yeah. Right, hold on, hold on, Mick.
1: Did you understand what he just said to you, Bob?
14: Yeah, I go up to the Great Cup to see Canadian football. Wow. it's yeah. pretty good, Bob. Oh, pretty impressive. impressive. Yeah, I know yeah. I know Canadian football. All right, I just don't on. understand how you get at one point. That's how I don't understand how you get one point.
1: What, the rouge?
14: <laughs> <laughs> well, like, when you in the NFL, they don't do one point.
1: No, 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 That's they great. don't.
14: <laughs> hey, Joe, how you doing then, Gabe? How's Gabe and Joe doing this morning? <laughs> doing, all right, doing, Bob.
1: doing all right, Doing good. Doing all Your New good. York Giants. So, show play. him
14: the orange man. Show Mick the orange man for Mick. And what you got to last. Have you, this
1: is, uh, we have uh, we have uh, Bob, uh, Mick. This is uh, Bob's Skype uh, feed here. Joe's just going to, uh, yes. there he is.
14: <laughs> My son made
8: that
1: but, uh, it's put- pudding sweater. It's pudding day, yeah. everyone. You
14: and look
8: like you lost a yep. few pounds there, Bob.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? What's up? You're a little thinner, Bob. Man, like, look at those legs, a little that's skinny. That's me, though.
14: Mick.
8: Mick, that's me. That's hey, me, how me you Mick. I'll say that, mate?
13: I'll say that. And I'll tell you what, Bobby, you. You need to get Gabe to eat healthier because he doesn't eat too healthy. So you keep telling. Gabe well, he good, says
14: that. Well, he's, he's like six feet tall. It doesn't show on him. He's tall. It won't show on him. I'm like oompa-oompa. I'm short and <laughs> round. <laughs> short and round.
1: You look like yeah, that. You like that first baseman on the Mariners. I'm
14: only five three. I told you that, Gabe. I'm always 5'3". Mm. three.
1: Man, you should fight bagel I'm boss. Than the,
14: Angry Bagel guy. Yeah, yeah, he's he's five,
1: four nine. It'd be a fair fight because Lanny Dysher's gonna murder him.
14: Yeah, <laughs> if he kicked me, he'd probably kick me in my groin when he was kicking the other guy in the butt. He'd probably get me in the groin.
1: No, 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 no. My money's on you, Bob.
14: I, I'll pick, I'll beat the out of that little punk. I believe yeah. you. Yes.
9: Yeah, <laughs> hey
14: Mick, you look like my friend Marty, who gives me the cush. It looks me. <laughs> He... he does. He reminds me of my friend Marty. I'm telling Your you. Your
1: buddy Marty's the one who he hooks you up with v- the
14: kush, right? V- huh? up in Vermont. Oh, my God. I can't. What is
8: Marty... yeah, he gives
14: him good
8: <laughs> kush. He reminds me of his dealer.
14: No, <laughs> he's I'm not my... no, a dealer. He's my Mar- friend. Mar- Marty
9: sounds like he a good gets... guy. Yeah. He
14: gets, he has, Um. he has pain, he has pains in his legs, so he gets
1: so, Mick, what's the yeah. locks here, buddy? We're waiting for the playoffs, Mick. This regular season, I'm not going to lie, the regular season stuff, it's starting to get to me. I just want, I'll bet on the playoffs, but this regular season stuff pissing me off. But what's the best bet, Mick? What, t-
13: 22 games too long? Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, long it be. is too long. <laughs>
1: Look, the NFL is 16 games, Mick. You guys should learn from it.
13: Yeah, well, we're a bit tougher down home, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I was so upset. I was so upset last Saturday morning. I ripped into one of the Port Adelaide Power Paps fans, Straubs It was disgraceful. (laughs) Crows and Power were terrible. They had everything to play for. Oh, my multi go for the kangaroos, the cats, and the eagles on a multi-slash parlay. Take the Western Bulldogs on the minus because Crows are terrible and they play in Mars, so they play on Mars again. So the Bulldogs should make the eight and maybe take the Kangaroos on the minus to uh, beat the Demons down there in Tasmania. So, yeah, last round of the year until the final start. So, uh, yeah, it's been a long season and a crazy season, but your Eagles are Looking good, Gabe.
1: All right, so we're getting close. So uh, what? this is round 22. We have two more weeks left.
13: Uh, it's actually round 23, but each team plays 22 games. And then the final start, they have a week off next week, the final start, and your Eagles and the Tigers are looking like the favorites. Collingwood are a chance. Oh, the Cats are a chance. Tigers are a chance. So there's five or six teams that realistically could make the grand final the, bu- the bulldogs should get in, and they might be a chance as well.
1: All right, I look forward to uh, talking about the uh, playoffs. We'll break it down. We'll raise the uh, we'll raise the, uh, the 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 limits of of the bets uh, that we're we're betting on uh, this stuff. All right, good stuff, uh, Mick. Um, say say bye to Mick, uh, Bob here, if, if you're still there, Bob.
14: Hey Mick, have a good day. Nice talking to
13: you. All right, Bob. You're awesome, now- Mick. All right, go across and follow those Montreal Alouettes because again last week the Calgary Stampeders choked the chicken and the Alouettes beat them in double overtime. CFL's good. My I'm best upset best. that America and people diss Canada last night. It's everyone's fault. So do your job, everyone, and stop choking the chicken. Stop choking the chicken. <laughs>
14: <laughs> What's for lunch,
1: it's Bob? Game. What's for lunch? Today is going to be chilly. Oh, chili. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if old people should be eating chili, Bob. Well,
14: that's up you. I the again. <laughs> <Hey. clears throat> Bob.
12: Bob. Bob.
10: Eight hundred nine eight four four two zero seven. That's eight hundred
9: nine eight
1: four thank you very much. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was going to comment on the music in the first hour. It was very, um, I'm good? no, nah, it was very, like, uh, 70-ish, sort of prog rock-ish. Yeah, like they said, uh, Lincoln Park, a little modern. A little, that's more modern, even though Lincoln, that song's probably about 25 years yeah, old. know, You know, you're old when Lincoln Park is old. And I remember Lincoln Park coming out, I'm like, who are these kids? <laughs> <laughs>
9: yeah.
1: And uh, now they're dead, or at least uh, some of them are. So speaking of which... Uh, One of the Koch brothers has uh, passed away. David Koch. David Koch, age 79, one of the most powerful men uh, in America. But uh, just quickly, in a really bizarre uh, story, as um, me and Shaw were just uh, briefly uh, discussing about Overstock. You know the website Overstock? Sure, absolutely. Um, Overstock.com. Their CEO and founder, essentially, basically stepped down uh, yesterday um, due to the fact that he was going to go public with some uh, pretty bombastic allegations. Uh, they basically alleges that James Coney and the, uh, Comey and the FBI instructed him to have uh, an affair with that Russian spy chick with the red hair, yeah, Maria yeah, yeah, Butina.
11: I remember, yeah, I remember her, yeah.
1: Yeah, and that there was a conspiracy against uh, Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, Donald Trump, and Hillary Clinton run by the... like just like over-the-top reality TV show uh, wow. type of uh, type of stuff, but Overstock.com stock went up. Oh, it did? It oh. <laughs> actually went up uh, after the fact. Nothing shocking anymore in, in, with these news. Uh, you know, the, not the, after
11: Epstein and all those portraits that he, that he has stored in his uh, uh, what is it? Oh, it's, it's not here, right? It's in Arizona or New, New Mexico. Yeah. Sorry, New Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Bill Clinton in heels and drag, whatever. It's yeah. a crazy, crazy
1: ass world. To yeah, you right can't, can't make it up. Crazy, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, if, if you see this, I saw the interviews uh, last night. And the thing is, the guy's not a nut job, right? It's not like he's some conspiracy theorist or something like that. But, man, it just goes to show what we don't know the crazy things that go on in this world. That's true. <laughs> you think you know, but we, we don't know. All right, the morning after. Fantasy Sports, on radio networks. I am Gabriel Moretz. throwing it down to Midtown Manhattan. Joe Lee is going to step up and in and join us. It's college football week, people. Only two games on the board, uh, but they're real. It's not preseason. It's not a, ooh, a dress rehearsal. It won't be played on an 80-yard 80, uh, 80 field with holes in the end zone. <laughs> no, 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 sir. But as we say this, probably be like lightning delay tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, no, Orlando. Know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Light, 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 lightning, uh, lightning, lightning, lightning. Delarad, Simon, Morad, Manhattan, Joe, and uh in uh, in Miami, Florida. So just quickly on this, just not the most happiest story, but whatever. It was during our update, it came up. Um, we were talking about Ohio State, then the bomber in Michigan, and uh, the Buffalo Bills. So Timothy McVeigh. So he was in the uh, in the Gulf War, comes back, loves the Bills. So he was a season taking older, went every week type thing. Not just like the Bills, but one of these guys, the Bills were his life. Like, he loved the Bills type thing. But uh, when he came back, he was unhappy with with the government. And, you know, he saw people get shot. and he You know, he came back. He was a little messed up. He wasn't happy. People said he was a little different when he got back. But he hated the government when he got back. He was like, the whole thing's a scam. And, you know, and um, so he's a diehard Bills fan. Then Waco happens, and he's like, "You see, you see the government." David Koresh, yeah. Yeah, because he did it on the anniversary of Waco, right? So he's like, "You see, you see the the government." See, like I told you, but he couldn't get a job. Like he's, you know, he's living in Buffalo. Yeah. He's drinking. His life kind of blows and stuff. Oh man. <laughs> loves the Bills. Convinced, like he used to even call like WGR and stuff. So he <laughs> loves the Bills. Convinced they're gonna win the Super Bowl. He takes all the money that he has, which is like $3,800 or something. He bet it all on the bills to beat the Washington Redskins uh. in the Super Bowl. They lost. He lost it. After they lost, he went into, you know what? I got nothing left. I got no reason anymore. Wow. And then he bombed a federal building in Oklahoma City, after. So it's not like he didn't like, oh, the Bills lost. I'm blowing up. Like, he hated the government. He didn't like what happened to David Koresh, But he was a Bills fan and losing all of his money.
7: Call 888-400-0435, 400
9: 435 andro400.com.
6: After
1: fantasy sports, our radio network, All right, it was $1,000. Uh, he bet. Actually, um, we'll wrap it up, but just quickly. Cause he, people asking about this. we got tweets about it. Uh, people are like really send me the story. Uh, I just sent it to you uh, a Actually uh, the article was in Politico. And if you look it up, actually, there's even the Buffalo news. Are the Buffalo bills partly to blame for Oklahoma city, which is kind of insane to say not the football team's fault like let's just be real here the dude was a psychopath um so here it is it, this is part of this from the story mcveigh um took out an iraqi soldier in a bunker with a miraculous shot from a mile away he walked through a scope the man's head uh, and body burst mcveigh hated it he did not feel like a hero the war for all intents and purposes was over in less than a week and mcveigh was awarded five medals now it was two years later and timothy mcveigh was back home in Buffalo. And his life, his exceptional mind, his rising military career had gone to crap. Another word they write. After after Iraq, McVeigh went to try out for the Special Forces, but broken by the war and performed poorly and dropped out. At age 24, he was a washed-up war hero with nothing going for him. No community, no friends, no connections, uh, no meaningful way forward. So McVeigh called his bookie and wagered $1,000 on the Super Bowl. There was simply no way the Bills were going to lose again not for the third consecutive time. Um, McVeigh figured that his life would just be a little bit better if the Buffalo Bills uh, would would win the Super Bowl. He settled in to watch the game. The national anthem was performed by Garth Brooks, um, which is pretty crazy, the irony here. Garth Brooks, perhaps the most famous Oklahoman. He grew up in Yukon, right on the edge of Oklahoma City. The fact probably didn't mean much at the tie to McVeigh, who had never been to Oklahoma and was hopped up with anxiety at kickoff. Um yeah, pretty like it's deep. Like it's a it's a great story. Like um it's a horrible I don't mean it's a great story, it's a horrible, horrible ending, but the insight, like you it's you never imagine the Buffalo Bills, Joe, and the connection to this, right? Mm. Like this guy lived and breathed with every pass of the Bills and like I said, so it wasn't the bills. Oh, the bills lost. I'm gonna go like kill people. Right. It was his life was gone to him. Like you know, he's 24. He's you know what I mean.
8: Perfect the, storm.
1: Yeah. PTSD. No friends. No job. Yep. He's and I hate to say it, but a lot of people, George. That's uh, uh, Joe. That's why it's the term fan, fanatic. Yeah. Sport fanatics, right?
8: <laughs> yep it's not that said, I've
1: spent way too much time of my life thinking about sports even now right? And it's not you know what I mean but a lot of people guys that are monster sports fans it's because they don't have anything else mm. right mm-hmm. you know if you don't have a family your family is the fans at the arena that you go to that is your family you don't have a girlfriend you don't have a boyfriend etc you're not alone you're you're part of this community Right. Mm -hmm. You don't have a social life. You have nothing to do. Well, whatever. That's what season tickets are for. right? Right. There's events and you have no connection with your neighbor. But now you do suddenly. How about them Yankees? Right. Like it's a very you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that attach themselves to this for different reasons. Right. And a lot of times, you know, it's a distraction. I've got right. nothing going on in my... Like, why would people get so mad about sports, Joe, right? <laughs> Even yeah. me, Joe, I've been guilty of it, man. Dude, no. when the Raptors got knocked out of the playoffs at times, I'd freak out, man, once I snapped and, like, like nearly broke down. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, why doesn't anything go right in my life? It wasn't my life. It was a bunch of basketball players. I don't know. <laughs> That's nothing to do with my life, Joe. Man. Nothing to do with my life. But I was like, my life this, I can't win. I wasn't playing. But we're sports fanatics, and it can psychologically get to you, Joe. And it, sometimes the results will be like Timothy McVeigh.
8: Oh yeah. How many videos a, a day do we see on social media of, uh, you know, guys the draft, even like uh, when Daniel Jones got picked with the pick, guys yeah. breaking things, screaming and yelling, like, like you know, you don't, you're not, you don't have to pay them, like you understand that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: You don't, you don't play for the team.
8: <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly.
1: Right. And. So. Well, you know, the whole thing is fans love the team more than the players on the team. The so players true. on the team, it's a company they're working for, right? Mm-hmm. Like a player on, like, Josh Allen likes the Bills, you know what right. I mean? But Josh Allen, Josh Allen's not, like, going to cry for, you know, and and go into a drunken stupor for three months because mm-hmm. the Bills lost, or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right? It's a there's a different level of like there's just the sports
8: fanaticism. Yeah, um, and if Josh Allen was traded tomorrow, Bills fans would be like, oh, that sucks, but they'd still be rooting for the Bills. They yeah, and Josh Allen's life now. would
1: move forward, right? Exactly. Like people, like you know, I try, you know, to, you got to put things in perspective. And as I've gotten older, I've, I've been better at it. Listen, I used, to, I, I, I know. I was depressed. It's what's crazy. What strikes me is pretty much the same age as McVeigh, and the whole, you know what I mean? Like I lived the same thing, Joe. Mm-hmm. Like Joe, I was literally, I was literally 20 years old, bro. 21 years old. I bet $18,000 on the Bills in a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You think that was a responsible thing to do? Yeah. No. Like you think I was? How do you think I? You think I was psychologically in a good place after like they <laughs> lost? I did the same thing as him. Mm-hmm. I said, "There's no way in hell we're losing to the Redskins." I was mm-hmm. like, "We're not. We're not losing. Like we've already been through this. We're not losing again. Like we're 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 winning." Dude, we do? Like we lost 37-24, and it wasn't even that close. Right. Like I I vividly remember myself after those games, man. Mm. Like I remember once, like I drank, bro, for like I, I might have drank for like three weeks straight, like after right. one of those Super Bowls. I, like, some mm-hmm. guy I had a Buffalo Bills jacket. Some guy, like, said, oh, how about the Bills or whatever. Like, I basically attacked a guy, a stranger, because he commented on my Bills jacket. Mm-hmm. He didn't even say, Bills suck. Like, I just said, what? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you would have thought that I own the Buffalo Bills. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like, my like, level, you the game. My level you of did. disappointment, anger, rage, like, was just, like, 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 you would have thought I owned the team. Mm-hmm. Like I you know what I mean? Like sheer anger, depression and stuff. I was you know, you're younger, you get older and you realize it's just a game. <laughs>
8: like Yeah. Exactly. Takes a while to get there though. Yeah, yeah, no, it does. Yeah. To
1: me it's a bet. I still get mad, but it's more about I'm mad at myself for not picking the right side. Right? It's a like I don't misplay. Yeah. Yep. And I always tell people this that if your biggest problem in life is your favorite team didn't cover the point spread or lost you've got a pretty good life. Because I tell you, there's people with a hell of a lot bigger problems than, ooh, the Buffalo Bills haven't won a Super Bowl before. Yep. yep. Right? So, you so get, ev- everything gets put in perspective, but sports fans, they don't have perspective. They're nut jobs.
8: Well, and they use sports as a you know, as a way to escape their reality of whatever's going on anyway. That's what people always say. But the problem is they get sucked into it, and they're trying to escape reality that they latch onto their favorite team, and then it becomes their reality, and that's when, but that's people, when things start to go hard left.
1: Yeah, we're playing Fraser Crane now, but, like, people, though, identify their own success with teams. Mm, yep. And the thing is, guys, you know, our lives can go by fast, and you realize, you know, Kyle Lowry accomplished something. I didn't accomplish anything by watching Kyle Lowry accomplish something. Exactly. But I just watched him for the last eight years. That's eight years of my life, too. Yep. You know what I mean? So, you, know, you got to, you know, live your own life and, you know, soak this stuff up in as entertainment. You know, I, I, listen, I've dedicated my life. You know, sports is all we, all we do every day here. But uh, at the same point in time, you know, you can't be um, – and uh, Timothy McVeigh's the rare, rare thing. It's very fly. rare that people get shot about sports and et cetera like this. But it's not rare that people live their lives vicariously through this too much. Nope. Either, you know, not doing stuff in their own life, B, taking this stuff too seriously, yep. identifying their own happiness through whether a team of a bunch of people they don't know wins or loses. <laughs> it's ridiculous if you really like look back
8: on it. crazy. You know? It's crazy.
1: All right, we'll get to some picks and get mad about sports on the other side.
8: the NFL preseason. Well, it continues tonight, and you guys know season-long fantasy football drafts, they too are in full swing. And if you head over to rotoexperts.com, you can check out the NFL 365 fantasy football package. It includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the net. You have Davis Matic and the Roto Experts. They've got you covered. Whether for dynasty, season-long, or best ball formats, they're going to give you an edge regardless of whatever type of season-long fantasy football you play. Save 10% now, rotoexperts.com, promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off, promo code FNTSY for the NFL 365 fantasy football package only at rotoexperts.com. And welcome in on a Friday here, the morning after Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Plenty to get to, Major League Baseball, more NFL, college football. But first, Let's check in with Gabe to see who the hell he's yelling at to get off his lawn today. Hey,
12: you kids. Get off my lawn.
1: Hey, you pesky kids. They, I get the football is here. Kickoff is on a Saturday night. And to prove um, that I am as unbiased as anybody in the media, I might surprise you with uh, who I'm telling to get off my lawn uh, this morning. Coach Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. All right, uh, listen, no one was more excited than I was when Harbaugh uh, came back to Michigan. Harbaugh was used to be the quarterback with the Michigan Wolverines, with the late, great Bo Schembechler as his coach. Nobody is more Michigan than Jim Harbaugh. Um, it's a perfect freaking fit. Unfortunately, nobody is more Michigan than Jim Harbaugh. As, you know, unlike a lot of people, I'm looking at you, Winnipeg, uh, but unlike a lot of people... I actually will criticize my own. I actually will call it out uh, like it is, not like I want it uh, to be or like I pretend it uh, to be. <laughs> and as much as I like Harbaugh, and don't get me wrong, Harbaugh is a great coach. But if you look at Michigan as a program, let's be real. We're overhyped, all right? We're overhyped, man. We're a chick that walks around thinking uh, that we're the hottest, uh, hottest uh, piece in the world. When in all actuality, what have you actually ever done? You know, like Michigan, when you consider the hype and you, you look at Michigan's record, it's essentially the same as freaking Tennessee's over the last couple of years, all right? You know, the the, the victories are few and far between uh, for the Michigan Wolverines, yet there's an arrogance level around Michigan. And you look at Harbaugh, sort of the definition uh, of that. Um, my deal with Harbaugh is, and listen, I think Michigan are a playoff-caliber team this year. And I'm not one of these people who want to see Harbaugh get fired. Is he on the hot seat? It's getting warm right now. All right? It's getting warm. He's the perfect coach. They're not going to fire him. But where I'm going with this is, just shut your mouth, Harbaugh, bro. Like, every damn day I see you talking about something else. Nobody made you the god, the arbiter of what's right and wrong in college football, bro. All right? All right? You know every 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 freaking day it's something, man. you're arguing about like transfer portals. you're getting into it with kids about transfer stuff. Is there a head coach in in a country that you don't argue with? like honestly, you're arguing with coaches that aren't in our conference, bro, all right? every freaking day, man, it's something you know Harbaugh, it's just it, it never ends. you know it's always it's the transfer this, it's that. His latest comments are. Um, oh yeah, so it's it's hard to beat the cheaters in the SEC. Uh, it's hard to beat the cheaters, bro. You're not getting paid 12 million dollars a year to come up with excuses, Jim. All right? I mean, before it was Urban Meyer. Yeah, Urban Meyer is a great coach, but there's controversy everywhere. Yeah, the SEC, but they're a bunch of cheaters. Don't worry about the SEC. If I'm going to call out Baker Mayfield. We're talking about stuff that it's none of his business. I got to call out my own guy, Harbaugh, as well, for this. what, What the hell do you care about the SEC? Let them cheat. It's not your business. All right? Don't worry about Urban Meyer. How about instead of worrying about Urban Meyer's controversies, you beat Urban Meyer? How about you beat Ohio State? Like, you know, Harbaugh is one of these guys that believes he's the smartest guy in the room, that he cares more than you, he knows more than you, and his intentions are better than you. But nobody made you the commissioner of college football, Jim. We made you the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. Now, shut up. Stop talking about everything in college football and coach our damn football team and get us to the freaking playoffs, man, All right? You make more money than Saban, All right? You're making more money than, uh, you're making as much as uh, Sweeney and these guys. They actually win. What do we get besides a bunch of clothes? Get the hell off my lawn. Hey, you kids. Get off my lawn. Hey, you pesky kids.
9: that
8: I can't Yeah, I'm wondering if Harbaugh thinks, because I see a big parallel here, um, Gabe, with what, what guys like Harbaugh do in the coaching ranks, especially college and college football with how much power they have. But it's the same kind of thing in politics, isn't it? where we've got politicians all day long telling us everything that's wrong with everybody and anything else other than looking in the mirror and telling us what's wrong with them. It's almost kind of the same thing where they're playing to the base, right? The diehard Michigan fan listens to that and goes, you're damn right, Harbaugh, you're damn right. But Maybe we're just avoiding what the real conversation in the room would be, which you can't beat an SEC team. So maybe that's a bigger issue here. But it's amazing to me how similar they are. These college coaches, especially guys like Harbaugh in that position, politicians do the same thing every day in order to get reelected. It's amazing.
1: Hey, listen, if you're Nick Saban, you've earned the right to have an opinion on stuff.
8: Yeah. Right. Different. If right.
1: you're Dabo yep. Sweeney, you earn the right to have an opinion on the game and about a transfer situation and right. voice your opinion on things. And I'm not saying that Harbaugh hasn't earned the right. He's a great college football coach. All right. I'm not disparaging his coaching abilities. I think Michigan's going to get there eventually. But it seems like he's the, you're not the hall monitor, bro, of college football. Right. You know, like, <laughs> stop worrying about everybody else all the time. Like, what are you arguing mm-hmm. with the head coach of the Cincinnati Bearcats for? Right. They're in the American out. Like, what, honestly, what the hell does what the Cincinnati Bearcats do have to do with you, Harbaugh? They're mm. not even in our neighborhood, bro. They're not in the same stratosphere. You know, like seriously. You know, like his tran You know the. You know his little satellite camps and. And then Harbaugh always plays the, like, he's the good guy and everyone else is a villain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he goes to the South. He's the one who started that stuff. And you're right. It's like he's, he's, it's like the, the built-in. It's like deflection. Yes. It's like the built-in <laughs> like, excuse all the time. Yep. You know, like for, you know, his buddies at the country club. Well, you know we're better than we are, but hey, those guys cheat down there in the South, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything, like, is an excuse. Yeah, I never beat Urban Meyer, but he had controversy. Oh, yeah. We knew that, coach. We know that. We already knew we had controversy. I know that. I didn't. We didn't hire you for excuses. We didn't hire... Like, Harbaugh didn't get hired to give his opinion on everything all the time. Like, you know, like that... It's not... I'm not saying stick to sports. I'm saying stick to winning. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Harbaugh, like his... Oh, don't drink milk. And... You know, this and that, and you know, all the, or the, um, the don't eat chicken and only drink milk stuff. And it's like, how about you stop worrying about all these little stupid things and just win the freaking conference and get to the playoffs for the love of God? Right. I don't want to hear about how good your recruiting class is. I don't want to hear about how the kids learn so much on your little trip to Italy. I don't understand how going to Italy helps a football team. Like, you know, like there's always something with this guy in
8: this program. Just shut up and win, man. <laughs> yep. And a lot of them. And the problem, too, is, you know, he's playing to the base because there's a diehard football fans that go, you're right, coach. Yes, they're cheaters, man. You know, and they'll support that because they are. He knows exactly what it's like. But he's not at that point yet where it's you either have to put up or shut up. He's close, but I don't think he's there yet with the You know with the who Michigan can use these base.
1: excuses? Stanford. Duke.
8: Yeah. Vanderbilt.
1: There you go. you know I mean? You're the coach or whatever, and you're at the boosters. You go, look, guys, you know what I mean? We got good students. These guys are all a bunch of crazy dudes. They're all getting paid, and they're going to the NFL. Well, how we far can't-
8: away is he from being held accountable, though? Because I don't think Michigan fans are at that point where it's put up a shutoff no, time.
1: No, you know what? It's crazy. Michigan fans are not. Right. It's the media that sort of – because the media likes the show of it, right? Right. Plus, Harbaugh's built up so much, they want to see him get taken down. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's the yeah. thing. Well, but yep. no, it's not like no one in Ann Arbor's like Harbaugh better better win right now or he's fired. Right. There's a few dude. you know, there's and some former players. He seems to rub kind of the former players the wrong way, I think. Mm-hmm. Because of his arrogance and he mm-hmm. hasn't won. At least Lloyd Carr won a championship, right? And mm-hmm. Lloyd Carr was more grandfatherly grandfatherly. You know, Mm -hmm. Moycar was more of the, you know, your your nice father type of coach. He was a nice guy, right? Right? Like Harbaugh, Harbaugh's nice to his players, but it's all about him. That's another thing, Joe. Like you, you don't hear about Shea Patterson, do you? Nope. Hell of a quarterback. Because why? It's all about Harbaugh. Like, Mm -hmm. let's just be real. He's an egomaniac. He is. Like, (laughs) he's an egomaniac,
8: bro. (laughs)
1: Yep. (laughs) <laughs> he'd be a great analyst on TV.
8: Oh, he'd be fantastic.
1: Yeah, like he'd be the best. Like he'd blow roll like he'd be cuz he'd have an opinion on, "Oh, let me tell you this guy." Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah.
8: But he not you have the only job you have, my friend, is to beat Ohio State. That's first on the list, right? Isn't it beat Ohio State then national championship on the hierarchy? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's to get you beat Ohio State get into the playoffs and then to take it from there, right? And <laughs> nope, not to nope, mention nope. Not to mention, Joe, look at the success of the basketball team. Mm-hmm. Michigan's supposed to be a football school. Beeline's taking the final four every two years type of deal. Oh,
9: yeah. And
1: I don't, Beeline, you know what I mean? You know, Beeline didn't complain. Beeline just actually left and went to the yeah. NBA because he was actually tired of uh, playing clean. Now, it is true. Michigan do have to play cleaner than some other schools do.
5: um,
1: Is this some kind of joke? Um, am I wrong in believing that this is the theme song to the TV show, Mad About You?
8: Well, it's Joe Cocker, that's for sure.
1: Uh, but I believe it is the, uh, the theme song. I too. think I'm... Yeah, like I said right. earlier, what's I up with all the all 70s right. music here? Like, uh, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, throwback. He <laughs> didn't say that a lot of confidence before. <laughs> no, no, let's go with Freak Show Friday. yeah, no, yeah, yeah, let's say uh, yeah yeah, yeah, let's uh, I know it's pre-programmed uh, Bavona and stuff like that, but uh, yeah, yeah, enough enough with the uh, the Joe Cocker and the Jethro Tull and sitting on park benches and all that stuff. Um all right, so I'm a Midtown Manhattan, Joe area Miami, Florida. One thing I didn't notice last night actually was Eric Reed smoking Ben Watson. <laughs> and, um, all right, guys, so this this is it's just sort of starting to come to light now because it's a uh, you know it was preseason last night. Um, so you know Eric Reed, Eric Reed was the one dude that like would heavily protest with Colin Kaepernick. Like Reed mm-hmm. was right there from day one with in San Francisco with Cap with the kneeling and stuff. And he's also sued the league. Also been very vocal, except um, he's he's actually playing. So he's on the Carolina Panthers. So when Eric Reed uh, was asked about Jay Z doing the deal with the National Football League, he was less than impressed, and he basically stated that I don't recall ever seeing Jay Z uh, take a knee, and uh, he's not he's not with us. He doesn't speak for us. So he was, uh, you know, Eric Reid basically shot down Jay Z, um, Benjamin Watson, and and also Eric Reid said that the NFL's committee on social justice is a big scam and a pile of crap, and it doesn't do anything and it's just a, it's a front. Um, so Benjamin Watson. Who is part of this, this group, along with Malcolm Jen- Jenkins. But don't forget, these same guys called Malcolm Jenkins some pretty nasty stuff before. About mm-hmm. him, like, you know, the old, you know, the uh the uncle insult and stuff. So mm-hmm. Eric Reed, I'm not saying Eric Reed's right about everything, but Eric Reed's gonna tell you what he thinks, right? So Eric Reed's going at it with, with Jay-Z, Eric Reed's going at it with players that support this, too. So Benjamin Watson actually tweeted at Eric Reed and said, you are wrong. You know the work many of us, including Malcolm Jenkins, has done. No entity owns this movement. We're still a continuation of the generations who fought before us. We need each other. Which I don't think is out of line, what he said, actually. I think he, he raised some good points. But last night, Eric Reed smoked Benjamin Watson way late, Joe. Mm-hmm. Way late. There's no, you know, there's no, there's nothing ambiguous about this. Watson got tackled, was down, and then Reed just came flying in and elbowed him in the head. <laughs> Eric Reed said after the game, he did not know about this tweet even, Joe. <laughs> had no idea, huh? He said, I didn't, he goes, did he tweet me? He goes, I didn't know that. Do you believe that he did not know that, Joe? <laughs>
8: And while I got, I'm looking at the, the tweet here and yeah. How, like, how do you not know, dude? Cause everybody, every, it seems like everyone had something to say about this. So really had no idea, huh? Reed didn't tweet it back. Had no idea what he was talking about there. I that's impossible, especially a guy that's that aware of, you know, what's happening and what's being said. And Eric Reed is one of those guys. I find it hard to believe you never had any idea about this.
1: Yeah. And if you see the hit, and we can't play the hit, but if you see the hit, there's
8: no. Oh, it's ridiculous! It's, it's a like preseason game, close. guys. Like yes, he literally exactly. ran like from
1: the middle of the field to get to him too. Like he, yep. he basically saw, and this being a preseason game, Reed probably thought this is it. This is my chance. There he is, yep. right? Like, because it's not. They're not going to be out there all game like they normally would be. So Crazy. Reed probably thought, here's my shot to get him right now. <laughs> he, yep. He, yep. He comes in, it's so blatant, like a forearm, like, bang. You get, like, the forearm to the face type thing as he came down. And and then after, he's like, oh, I didn't even know. No, did he say something about that? I had no idea.
8: Yeah, I know. Oh, I didn't realize, because I, I I hardly check my Twitter. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Sure you don't.
1: NFL players are the best
8: with this stuff. Yeah. I love the hands in the air, like, I, guys, I had oh, no you
1: know, idea. No, no, actually, and people are like, well... They're, people are defending him. They're like, "Well, look, he he helped them up. He asked if it was okay." But so what? That's of course he did. He was letting him know, "Hey, I just did this to you, by the way." <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That's why yeah. he did it, right? He's over them. It it's like, "Hey, bro, yeah, I saw that tweet. How you doing? You okay? <laughs> you
8: know what I mm-hmm. mean? It's one of those things." Everything all
1: right?
8: Yeah, everything all right.
1: NFL players do these things too. Kyle Turley, I've had Kyle Turley told me that um, this is you know, when He was in the league. And Michael Vick was like, coming back or trying to get reinstated. And I mm-hmm. said, well, how would you feel like if you had to block for Michael Vick? He said, well, he goes, it's just a job. So he said, it's not really my decision who's on a team. And he goes, there's a lot of quarterbacks I didn't like. right?' He, so he said, basically said, he goes, I mean, you're not buddies with everybody. But he said, what I would do with Michael Vick is um, I would let him get smoked once.
2: And Lesson he, learned. Yeah. He said, I'd let him
1: get smoked once the first time. Like, he goes, the first game, I would let him get murdered. <laughs> and, and then he oh, said, and after, I'd just, I'd protect him. But he'd say, like, he told me, he goes, I'd like, I'd want him to know that, yeah, that one's for the dogs. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like yeah, Exactly. Yeah. You know, this stuff, it happens. It happens, guys. It happened with the Raiders last year. I think that pen guy's not there anymore. All right. Last year during that national anthem stuff, um, Derek Carr, the the it might have been two years ago. I got to lose track of time now. Um, anyways, it was a Sunday night football game against the Washington Redskins, the Raiders, and the kneeling thing was big. So yeah, it was two years ago, and the Raider offensive line, which was all black, all uh, all African American. All right, all five of them. They made a thing in the room before. We're kneeling. Mm -hmm. We're kneeling. Derek Carr is supposed to be one of them, bro. You know what I mean? It's the O-line and the quarterback. They protect him. Derek Carr said, I'm going to kneel with you. They told him, you don't have to. He said, I'm going to kneel with you. When they kneeled, Joe, Carr backed up and did not kneel and put his hand Mm -hmm. over his heart. That night I had money on the Raiders. That night I noticed in the huddle. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. I was live on the air at the time. I said, something's wrong tonight, guys. I said something's wrong in the huddle. Normally, Derek Carr is so vocal. Hey guys, and he jokes. He's very like a raw raw guy. He was all quiet and there was no clap at the end of the huddles and stuff. Like the line were turning around fast on him, and he was getting smoked. He was getting hit, he was running, and then he was like, come on, guys, what are you freaking doing? (laughs) What they were doing, Joe, was saying, you know what, bro? How about you, how about I don't make this block right now? Yeah. They let him run for (laughs) his life, and he got smoked. The season went to hell, Yeah. and uh, they've never been the same since. They've never been the same since that night, man. That Sunday night in Washington, with that stupid protest stuff where some people did, it didn't. It started to cause problems in rooms, right, about that. Remember, like, the Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Remember the Steelers didn't come out of the tunnel? And then Roethlisberger said after the next day, well, I told him not to do it. <laughs>
8: yeah, <laughs> it's not my Yeah, fault. like, and it was uh, like, well, uh, Ben,
1: like, you know, you're either on the team or you're not. It's one of these deals. Like, that's part of being a team. You got to bite the bullet, whether you agree or not, sometimes on this stuff, Joe. But, yep. uh, you know, Carr, I'm just saying, my whole point is, it's so much funny. It's like I talked about earlier with, like, the players cutting the, uh, slashing the tires at a coach. Yeah. Like, we think, yeah. oh, no, they're professionals. They'll block for you. They'll do this. They'll do that.
8: No, they won't. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Nope, they won't. They'll get even. It's their own way, kind of their own code, man. Yeah, That's, exactly. Yeah. Uh, like another oh, thing, no. like
1: they'll hit a coach on the sideline if they can with a tackle type Oops. thing. Mm-hmm. Like there's certain things that you think, no, no, they wouldn't do that, but they will.
8: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, they will. Um,
1: all close. right. Uh, so we got we, more preseason uh, tonight. We talked about Daniel Jones uh, last night. Uh, last night's performance, strong stuff from Daniel Jones. Nice performance from Ryan Finley as well, though. And uh, Ryan Finley – Yeah, right up there with Daniel Jones, man. These guys have really been the theme of, um, as far as quarterbacks are concerned. Finley looks really, really good, guys, and it's so good, in fact, he's probably he's going to be the future quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. As Andy Dalton's in the last year of his contract, they didn't want to, they they weren't going to let Dalton go and bite the the money on the cap. And no team in the NFL is giving Andy Dalton a twenty five million dollar a year deal to be the starting quarterback right now. So they're sort of stuck with Dalton one more year. It's I think it's a good situation. Dalton, Dalton's a good guy. He knows Finley is trying to take his job. It's not set in stone. I mean, it's only preseason right now. But Dalton is a team guy that won't be a jerk towards Finley at least this year. In a similar instance that Eli won't be a jerk uh, to Daniel Jones. Some similarities there. But the Cincinnati Bengals are going to struggle. Their offense is going to struggle, man. They, you know... Dalton, Dalton is Andy Dalton. They've got some running backs. They don't have any skill position players. AJ Green is hurt. The defense isn't as good as it used to be. It's you know, I just I was surprised to see. I actually thought the Bengals total was a little lower, Joe, than in even six. But it's six wins. I don't think they get to seven. So that's the way I look at these. All right, if it gets to six, I get a push. I don't think that I. It's a, I'm not going to say I don't think. I'm going to say I know. There's no way in hell, man, the Bengals win seven
8: games this year, Joe. They're not a 7-9 team. Isn't that the whole catch-22 with the NFL, though, in the preseason? Like, without the preseason, do we even know, Ryan Finley and Jared Stidham, do we even know that these guys could possibly be the future of franchises without having a preseason? That's, that's yep. the problem, you know? And that's why, and they'll never admit it, But let's face it, I think coaches, that's exactly why they love the preseason is because how else are you going to know a fourth round draft pick like Ryan Finley or Stidham is all of a sudden, what do we got here, guys?
1: Well, that's the, and the people will say, people will say, oh, it's only preseason. It doesn't matter. That's all we have. Like, so, like, guys, (laughs) you know what I mean? There's four preseason games. So these quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. they only have a certain limited opportunity to show their IA. I can be a starter. I, I can play. I yep. can play. I can play. You know how many guys are backups right now that would probably be good if they got a chance? We don't know. Yep. Like, look that's at correct. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett is a starting quarterback in the NFL, Joe. He's a good quarterback. He's a backup because whatever. while well, you're a backup. We don't mm-hmm. know. Like, guys, you got to give these guys a chance, man, sometimes, right? And yep. that's what I was talking about earlier. Like, Dak Prescott got the job by accident. Like, they weren't Mm -hmm. like, oh, Doc's in the mix to be the quarterback. No, everyone got hurt, and he was forced to be the quarterback.
8: And that's really what the preseason is all. It's not about watching Cam Newton or Aaron Aaron Rodgers play. It's about finding this next lead, these guys that belong. You'll never do that in practice, ever. You'll never be able to do that.
16: Well,
1: you can, and the thing is, though, look, you can replicate stuff in scrimmages, but you're right, it's not the same. Yet a classic example is Nate Peterman. Mm -hmm. Nate Peterman is great in practice. Nate Peterman is great in practice. He's a sponge. He knows the plays. He's smart in meetings and stuff. In games, he struggled. So you need to see this. You know, it's the same thing like being in a band. You know, a lot of guys are really good at rehearsal or guys are great guitarists in their bedroom, in their living room, in their basement. All right, drop them on a stage in an arena, man, where the sound is bad. And they got a bunch of people, and they're the opening act, and you have no room. How you doing?
0: At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab Placement.
10: that's 800-403-5912.
1: let college football talk. Get me fired up for some college football. Talked about Harbaugh earlier. Sean's a Michigan fan. You come here, you think Michigan's overrated? I heard it. I heard it for a little bit. I was. Uh, doing I, know, some I, I don't think. Mish. I don't think they're overrated as a program this year, as a team this year. Gotcha, I think gotcha, they're worthy gotcha, of their fifth gotcha. ranking or seventh, seventh or whatever seventh, the hell seventh, it yeah. is. Yep. That's the AP. Yeah. Um, I think it's the same in the coaches, but anyway. But yeah. I mean, they're overhyped as far as their
11: the, the, the program and, as a yeah, whole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I agree the
1: with basketball that. program's more successful. They're a the better basketball years, years, yeah. school than football school. Yeah, over the
11: last ten years they have.
1: Over the last. Before Beeline they
11: sucked. Over for the last a long time. years. What do you mean before? Before what? John Beeline, the Michigan basketball program was horrible. Why was? Tommy John, Amaker. Was, was John Beeline? Was John, was John?
1: Was John Beeline the coach of the uh, the Fab Five team?
11: No, after that. After that, I said before Beeline, ten years before that they sucked. Right after uh, they got you know Fisher left.
1: Yeah, there so was
11: awful there, for like ten years. But anyway. There were some struggles. Yeah, I mean, Carr won a championship. I don't want to say awful. Settle down, Sean. Oh, they didn't make the tournament. You're awful if you can't make the friggin' tournament and you're in Michigan. They won NIT. <laughs> oh, great. All right. Yeah, right. They did. Yeah,
1: fantastic. But it actually helped them winning the NIT. The NIT, yeah, NIT helps catapult you. But anyway. my whole point is now Michigan. You're right. As a brand, yes. i All right. There's fine. no excuse this year for Michigan. 100% agree. None whatsoever. Yep. Yep. Urban Meyer is gone. You're loaded. You've got a quarterback. You've got great skill position players. You know what it comes down to, Michigan's play calling's been bad. Harbaugh's too conservative. Pep Hamilton, who was making a ton of money. I don't know what the hell he was even doing. McIlwain was on that. yeah. Staff. McElwain just terrible. So mm-hmm. now they have a new offense coordinator again, Josh Gattis, thirty five years old. Um, was it Vanderbilt before? or at least he Penn was stayed. He was with Penn, Penn State. State yeah. and uh, he's uh, with Franklin. Yeah. Yep. one of Franklin's guys, but Alabama um, last year. Yep. He was offensive coordinator for Alabama last year. Now he's the new OC for Michigan, just 35 years old, younger guy. But what I like about this is his younger philosophy of spreading the field. So Harbaugh's never run an offense like this. Harbaugh always has an NFL-style pro-set offense. He's never gone sort of this college way. And I don't expect him to get, you know, too crazy. But there's no use in having all these stud-wide receiver and skill position players if we're not going to spread the field out and freaking use them. We have Shea Patterson for a reason. It's one of the best college quarterbacks in the country. Let him throw the
5: football. Eighty percent of all applicants are approved. It's that simple. With Amerifactors, there's no more waiting for your customers to pay. We give you the funds up front, then we wait for your customers to pay us. Fund your business today. Call Amerifactors
10: right now. 800-847-1183. 800-847-1183. 800
9: That's eight hundred eight four seven eleven
0: eighty three. What the f- happened last night you find out the morning after
1: Let's do this thing <sighs> The morning after continues, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I want to apologize to the armed forces uh, for Sean G's lack of respect uh, for the Army football program. Just as we got up here, like you can't hear, he goes, Army? Really? Army? And I tell him, I said, won't be easy up against Michigan. And what'd you say? Oh, yeah, I will. Yeah, he's like, oh, easy, easy. These kids, they don't learn. He's not a kid either. He should know better. Yeah, that's It's exactly. like sliding up to a putt and saying, oh, it's easy putt. Uh, it's only six feet. Mm-hmm. There's nothing easy, yeah. Joe, about this stuff. Army are good, bro. He's going to yeah. be hosting college football talk from 12 till 3. You better get smarter than that than saying that Army's no good.
8: Yeah, like, what's going on with Army called? Army, They're not Michigan?
1: They've beaten no, they Navy three be years Michigan. in a row. They took Oklahoma <laughs> to overtime last year.
8: Yeah, they don't need Army's to be Army's no good. Yeah. Their no, Army. I said Army is not beating <laughs> Michigan. I didn't realize you hated no, no,
11: America I, as much no, as you did. Here, here we go. realize There we go. Twist it. No, no, <laughs> I said Army is not going to beat Michigan. I didn't say they're going to be. Michigan. That's all I said. I didn't say they're going to beat Michigan. I don't worry about said Army said as a I said it won't fan. be easy for Michigan. What does that mean? It means. It's going to be a double-digit victory for Michigan. It means we're going to have
1: a bunch of hard-ass kids that are tougher than we are yeah. running a ball oh. up our ass for three and a half hours. And Michigan will win by 20. They won't cover 30, maybe 17, 14.
11: Yes, yeah, are they? See, so what, come on,
1: that's it won't easy. Be easy. That's easy. No, Michigan's gonna be in the hot tub after that game. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, All no, right. no. You don't. You don't seem to appreciate how hard it is to play against military teams, bro. They it don't, is hard. I they don't it. let up. I okay. They don't quit. They, every, they don't have the athletes or the... Ask anyone. Players you, that ask, Michigan next has. Next player we ask. Well, when we we'll get Lisey on, too. We'll talk to about it. I know. It's a narrative that I've heard many, many no, times. No, I've had guys, players that. tell me. The dude, yeah. Sam Garcia, he goes, I hate playing military teams. He goes, mm-hmm. they challenge your manhood, Joe. Yeah. Because that's the thing. They do. They run right at you. So even yes. if you're winning, Sean, it's not fun for a linebacker, bro. He gets run over by some guy that's going to war that's tougher than he is. And he's like, normally, everyone runs out of bounds. Oklahoma. Army should have won that game against Oklahoma last year. It wasn't by fluke. It's not going to be.
11: That's not going to happen this year. Oklahoma's better than we
1: are. Are they? (laughs) Yeah. You just killed Baker. God, you're delusional. You killed Baker and Kyler. I don't like him, but he's good. We're not as good as Oklahoma. This year. This year we are. Yes. Believe. Believe. fans.
11: Shea Patterson Heisman
12: Your story. Go to
0: GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network. Your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere.
1: See, Sean uh, Sean is displaying the arrogance of the Michigan program that I was exactly talking about. Uh-huh. Oh, no, Army are no good. That'll be easy. Oklahoma. Who are Oklahoma? Oklahoma have been in the playoffs the last couple of years. We can't even beat Ohio State. <laughs>
11: no, we couldn't beat Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is gone, buddy.
8: Yeah, because Urban threw for 350 yards every time he played you.
11: All right, so you, you believe in Ryan Day? How much, Joe? Put money on it. You, th- you think Ohio State's going to the playoff this year?
8: I would say, based on the last five years, I have no idea where the arrogance comes from from you. You haven't won squat. What saying,
11: are you all right, Urban about? Meyer is gone, though. Ryan Day's. Yeah, Urban yeah Meyer. but that's, we, that, that's nothing to do with us. It's an unknown. We still that's have that's to bad. handle our business. The exactly. schedule is very favorable for Michigan to to make a run this year. It's
8: favorable every year.
11: What's <laughs> No, it's not. They have here. Urban Meyer. Did you just listen to what I said? Urban Meyer just oh, yeah. owns Michigan. Oh, you're right. You're right. Because you just said, oh, because Army's on it, it's favorable. Is that why? Look at the rest of the Notre Dame at home. All right, so listen. Middle Tennessee,
1: Middle Tennessee State at Michigan next Saturday. Right. Army at Michigan the following week, and despite what Sean says, that's going to be difficult. Michigan will win, but I don't know, man. They'll win by like eleven or something, like nine. It won't be easy, Sean. I'm telling you. They'll win by yeah, between week week three and thirty. Week three is tough, man. Holy crap! Michigan at Wisconsin. That's a tough one. That's the season on the line right there. Mhm. And then Rutgers at Michigan. that's, oh, as that's t- really that's tough. That's as tough as it yeah. gets. Forget about that yeah, yeah. loss. Yeah, Rutgers. Um, Iowa at Michigan, win. Michigan at Illinois. I like Illinois a lot of this year. You know, a former Michigan quarterback, Brandon Peters, actually named starting quarterback of the alumni. Michigan at Penn State, not overly easy, winnable but not easy. Notre Dame at Michigan, not an easy game. No, it's not easy, but they should uh, win that. Yeah, Michigan at Maryland, Michigan State at Michigan, Michigan at Indiana, Ohio State, Michigan. It's not an easy schedule. It's not like it's not a, a killer schedule, schedule but They've it's a schedule. It's yeah. a schedule. Yeah. It's like Joe said. It's a, you know, it is what it is.
8: The hardest part about that schedule isn't beating Ohio State no. or any or Penn State. It's beating the teams you're supposed to beat. That's the hardest part of the schedule. Well, Michigan, that's where that stumble against no. that stumble
1: against Iowa yeah. or something. Exactly.
11: exactly. Michigan usually those takes care of those games. Those you're supposed to though.
8: win are the hardest games to actually win.
11: No, Joe Harbaugh usually Harbaugh has uses, done a good like, job yeah, Michigan that. Michigan State. Yeah. Notre Dame and Ohio State. Yeah. No, and we great. lost to Notre Dame. That's what I said. Yeah. Those are the games yeah. Harbaugh trips up on, not the games yeah. you're supposed to win. So like in other words,
1: are. Harbaugh trips up against all the 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 the, the important games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I the, agree. The, but this year yeah, it <laughs> like, sets you know. up. The Where, teams that are like equal Harbaugh, comparable. Harbaugh's yeah. been great, except in the bowl games and except Notre, against Notre Dame and except against Ohio State. Other than that, we're doing great. Yeah, but doing what right was the big dead, criticism yeah. of Harbaugh? His offense,
11: right? It was antiquated, right? Yes. Now he has just spreading it out. Right. He's not even calling plays. I don't, don't know if he's spreading it out. We haven't they are. seen it yet. It, well, they're well, freaking I mean, you to watch the Big Ten Network, yeah, you know. and you got to watch the, the reporters who report on this stuff.
8: Free season games? Like, they yeah, do. Yeah, but you
11: know what? They do, though. They do watch How yeah, like, the Big so Joe, Ten Network. What,
1: because yeah. they ran a scrimmage, a practice? We were just yeah, talking right. about, we got to see the offense in of a game. No, and Harbaugh don't. can no, talk don't. all he wants no, about opening don't. things up. As soon as the game starts, you know he's going to be, ah, let's run the ball more.
11: Yeah. He has
8: he's no, not a control wait, freak at all. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly.
11: <laughs> he won't say, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> like, uh, he has no control no, over the offense. He just gave it up to Josh Gattis.
8: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He gave yeah. it up. He gave it up yeah. all right.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. sure because, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. going to have no control at all. He has no well, input. he doesn't know the offense. It's not his offense.
8: Uh-uh.
11: What is he going to do?
1: Dude, the plays are still going to go Run through his three headset. tight end
11: set? I mean, they don't even
1: have that anymore. No, no, but the way, the way it works, so the coordinator, same thing. So, let's say when Lane Kiffin was with Bama, Lane Kiffin's calling the plays, right? Or Sarkees, et cetera. It's going through Saban's headset. He hears it. Of course. And he can say, yo, yo, yo. No. You know what I mean? So you're right. Like, yeah, they, the way it works, they'll call plays. But the coaches will say, run the ball more. You know, or, you know, why, how come we're not doing this, et cetera. So the coach, like, it's not, and like Joe said, you think Harbaugh's just going to zip it? <laughs>
8: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to do anything. Oh, no, he's
1: got it. It's all right. I just met the guy. He's 35, but it's, I let mm-hmm. him do I trust him. Their offense, you're hyping this stuff up, Sean. I
11: am. I believe. It, you know what? The offense fits Shea Patterson's skill set. I mean, last year it was a disaster because he had difficulty throwing the ball down the field. Now it's more of a horizontal football game rather than vertical, and that fits Shea Patterson's skill set. So yeah, I'm bullish. I'm bullish on the on the Michigan offense.
1: It better. It better. All right. Um, so just for the record, some odds here. It is college football uh, starting tomorrow. Although we can get the Big Ten bets in uh, until next week. Big um, Big East, Big Ten East uh, division winner, Ohio State minus 110, Michigan plus 170. There it is, Sean. That's the bet, bro. I'm with you. I believe, too, this is the year Michigan win the division, win the conference, and go to the playoffs. I'm 100% in Michigan plus 170 to win the Big Ten East. And this is better than taking Michigan to make the playoffs, Joe, because look, let's see. All right, uh, 14 playoff. Michigan to make the playoffs. Oh, actually, it's uh, not bad. It's plus 280. Actually, it's a little higher than I thought. Oh, all right. Because I was going to say at plus 170, I only need to get to the Big Ten Conference Championship. Yeah, game, right. You exactly. Know what I mean? right. And anything, anything can happen there, right? Against uh, Wisconsin mm-hmm. or whatever. and I, You know what I mean? And Iowa, or whoever, or sorry, Northwest. You know what I mean? One of the upstart teams what? that gets there. Um, Still, what do you think, Joe? Me and Sean are Michigan fans. I'm more realistic than Sean, as you can tell. I'm a realist. Like, I'm like, no, it's not going to be easy, but they're, they're good. He thinks, oh, they're going to kill everyone. Michigan, plus 280 to make the playoffs. What do you think? Yes or no?
8: Where did they land in the top of uh, the first AP? Where were they? Seven. There? Um, seven. Seven. I said and
1: there's they're seven off. in Listen. the coaches poll, so seven in both.
8: Here's the way I always looked at Michigan. If they go undefeated, right, if they roll the table, you're—they're never not going to be in the the final four in the playoff ever. You are never not. No, the, going the, to the have media
1: Michigan. wants to like them, Joe. Like yes, yeah, the media and so the
8: wants, room. and the—they're t- good for TV, <laughs> right? Like. So the playoff committee. They want Michigan to be good, guys. There's a lot of money with Michigan being really good. So if they handle it, there's no way you're going to keep them out of the uh, out of the conversation. Yeah, they're not coming the, from 20. They're coming from top 10.
1: But the question is, I ask you, will
8: they? Oh, will they? Well, I mean, it's. It, I'm with you from the standpoint of no more excuses. I would be more confident this year than I have been in last year. So if I was going to make the bet, this would be the year I'd bet it.
1: Um, I like it, Sean. Plus 280. It's not bad oh. value. All right. I like the plus 170 bet, though, to win the Big Ten, uh, just the division. So, if in other they words-
8: handle their business, guys, they are in. They are absolutely in.
1: Clemson are minus 750 to make the playoffs. Alabama minus
8: 235. Oh, God, good. Give Alabama a chip on his shoulder. Good stuff.
1: Yeah, I know, I know, but (laughs) I don't know, Joe. I've got a feeling Alabama is going to stumble a bit. And when I say stumble a bit, ooh, they might lose twice. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like only 10 and 2. I don't know. Like, I got a weird feeling about Tua. Or I should say, I don't think Tua is an NFL star-like type thing that everyone's making him out to be. I think he's going to be a great college quarterback. Alabama, really good. Georgia are right there, bro. Georgia are right there. They just keep choking in the last minute against these guys. Like, they're like, oh, we're about to beat Bama. And it's like, no, you're not. You're, just, you're choked. No. But they're, no. there's, they're not as good because they haven't beaten them. But they're so freaking close. The problem with predicting the playoff is, will they put two SEC teams in? Uh, Yep. Which which has pretty much been a norm. Mm -hmm. So you could say, well, Alabama and Georgia. I think Michigan are a playoff team this year. I think Oklahoma are a playoff team. I'm going to go Michigan, Oklahoma, Clemson, Georgia. Hmm
8: i got to get a little the, bold here.
1: Alabama and misses the playoffs. the problem playoffs.
8: is, too, that's the problem with Clemson. The Being Clemson and Alabama so far already in people's minds that both of those teams could probably lose a game early in the year yeah. and still be there in the end. That's
1: the and thing that's with the Bama. I know. To get them out of the playoffs, you got to beat them twice, essentially.
8: Late. you got to beat them yeah. late.
1: They yeah. need to lose that SEC conference game. You're right.
8: Exactly. They, they need them. to lose Otherwise, that title
1: game on December the 6th, whatever it is. And then that will be like, ooh, okay.
8: That's the problem
1: is they're inherently
9: in already. It's true.
16: Piece of
1: space. It's all, it's all the same to me. All right. uh Things getting uh, heated day here. Talking uh, college uh, football. I want to get some NFL uh, stuff in. We'll give you our thoughts on tonight's NFL uh, preseason games in the next segment. But it is a uh, college football kickoff uh, this weekend. Although next weekend is when there'll be a full slate of games. Joe Lisi uh, joins us uh, this morning. Joe, thank you for joining us. How you doing this morning, Joe?
12: Uh, getting ready for week zero, Gabe. Two games tomorrow night, but then it kicks off next Saturday. So uh, jump in at the bit for week number one.
1: And even next Thursday, actually, some games on Thursday night um, uh, next week. Uh, so we we'll, can we'll get to that uh, next week. But before we get to tomorrow's games, we're just looking at the odds and arguing about who's going to make the playoffs. Um, and, and looking at so Alabama to make the playoffs minus 235. Yes, No is plus 180. Clemson to make the playoffs, yes, minus 750. They're the biggest um, favorite to make the playoffs. Minus 750, no, plus 450. Will Florida make the playoffs? Yes. Plus 920, no, 18 to 1. Will the Georgia Bulldogs make the playoffs? Yes. Plus 130, no, minus 170. LSU was plus 950. My Michigan Wolverines are plus 280, So we're not going to go through every team here. Okay, Ohio State, worthy of it. Plus 170. Oklahoma, plus 198. Joe, you know, I'm not picking on Alabama, but it gets old just putting Alabama in the playoff every year. I'm hoping that there's some fresh blood. So as of right now, Joe, my my final four, college football final four, Clemson Tigers, Georgia Bulldogs, Oklahoma Sooners, Michigan Wolverines. What do you think, Joe?
12: Yeah, I mean, uh, those are solid picks, Gabe. I mean, uh, I can't argue with Clemson, and I can't argue – uh, with Oklahoma being there I mean I picked Clemson I picked Alabama, Washington and Ohio State I mean the one thing I, I, and concern I have for Georgia is strength of schedule 633% in terms of their combined winning percentage of their upcoming opponents and when I look at their schedule in November that's really going to make or break them uh, whether this team can get back to the SEC championship game and I think they have a rough test week number one against Vanderbilt that could be a real Tricky game for the Bulldogs. Don't be shocked if the Commodores are in that ballgame from start to finish. But you're talking about dominance from most of those teams uh, within their respective conferences over the last four years.
1: Joe Lisi I would All right, sorry, sorry, boy Sean G here, uh, said, Oh, Arm, I said is I'm a Michigan fan, as you know, and I said, Hey, Army's not gonna be an easy game. Army's a good football team. And he's like Army, Army sucked. They're nobodies. Michigan will crush Army by 20 plus. I said, did you, did you, what, what, what did you say? You didn't say that. I didn't say Army yeah. sucked. Yeah. What, 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 Joe, is he he's a little backpedaling now? Hey, I never said Army yep. sucked. Yep. Yep. Hold on. I said that. You said yep. who cares Michigan their Army? Much. Michigan wins yep. easily, but Joe. Now he's yep. talking. You did say they sucked. Said Michigan's going to win by double digits.
2: I so said 20 sound like baker plus. Mayfield yeah, I think
11: they, they won't now cover. Like I said, Mayfield. but they'll win by 20. Yeah. <laughs> you got crazy. It like easy. what? Yeah, it's not easy. What, what? Define it, please.
8: Define it so we can we be on track. Baker here. Mayfield. You're baker in it.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, Sean. I, dude, I'd ask the people to check I'm the tape, it. but you're I'm the yagin one yagin that has to now. check your own tape. I'm yeah, check it. the tape. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see this as a transcript. All right. So, anyways, Sean dismissed Army. I said, did you see Army play Oklahoma last year? I think Michigan will beat Army, Joe, but Army are a tough team to play against.
12: Uh, army could go uh, possibly undefeated. I mean, their combined winning percentage of their opponents this year is like 385%. So, I mean, Michigan struggled with triple option teams a couple of years ago. They struggled with Air Force as well. So, as long as they can run the football uh, army, they'll be in that ball game and they can take time off the clock. But uh, I know we were brought into Michigan last year, Gabe. I just can't jump on that bandwagon yeah, again in, in 2019 after they got blown out in Columbus.
1: They're better this year, though, Joe. You know, they were, kind of rebuilding they're more talented there's more experience on the team uh we'll see what this new Gattis offense and what what he brings to the table so you mentioned you like ohio state so is it because of justin fields i mean you know urban meyer's no longer there but i think some people are not realizing how good of a quarterback this kid actually is so talk to me about the ohio state buckeyes and why you think they're still the team to beat and then you surprised me a little bit with the Washington Huskies, but what about Ohio State first here?
12: Yeah, Ohio State. I mean, 33 and four over the last three years in Big Ten play. I mean, that's just dominance. And you look at the Big Ten wins last year, nine and one by 17. six points for a game. Justin Fields is a dual threat. He can run the football just like Khalil Tate, so look for that out of that offense this year, but look at last year, what Ryan Day did with Haskins. They set school records for pass attempts, completions, yards, and passing touchdowns. It was a lethal offense, and I don't think it changes in 2019, and I'm just not sold on the rest of the teams within the Big Ten challenging this Ohio State team. I like them over their win total of 10, and more importantly, I like them to crack the college football playoff this year. In Washington, you have a team that lost four games by 3.7 points per game. I think it's a different offense with Jake Easton at the helm. He's a battle-tested quarterback, had a year off. He's from the state of Washington and Seattle. He's a hometown kid, so I think that will benefit this offense. Everybody's talking about the defense with only two starters coming back, but this was a defense that only allowed 12 passing touchdowns and 116 rushing yards per game. They're 24-5 over the last three years in Pac-12 play. Eight and two last year. I liked Washington to get back to the championship game and crack the playoff at forty-two to one.
1: Uh, both Oregon and Washington are plus eight fifty, plus eight fifty uh, to make uh, the playoffs, Joe, right now. Mm.
8: Yeah, I got to ask you, Joe. It's you know, there's there's no understating how important having a quarterback, especially an upperclassman quarterback, for some teams are. The one dark horse that I like here, week two, week six. University of Texas plays LSU week two, plays Oklahoma Red River shootout week six. If they win both those games and runs the table, are we, how does Texas stay out of the conversation?
12: Oh, I agree with you, Joe. And I was on Texas last year. I mean, again, a team that was 10-4 and 4 overall, they lost four games last year by a total of 21 points. And keep this in mind, mm-hmm. they knocked off their last two SEC opponents in bowl games, Missouri and Georgia. Now, this is going to be a different animal week number two with LSU in the regular season. They travel very well, and they're still going to look to win the football, I think, against the Texas front seven. We'll see if they can do it. But if Texas jumps up early and puts the pressure on both or to match them score for score uh, could be a long day for LSU. I still like LSU in that matchup, but I agree with you. If Texas runs the table, uh, they're a team to be reckoned with uh, for the college football playoffs.
1: Yeah, Texas are Texas are a dangerous football team. I'm I'm not going to dispute mm-hmm. it. But at the same point in time, as you mentioned, Joe, they lost a lot of close games. They also, you know, only beat the uh, you know Kansas State by five. They also had a couple of other close uh, close wins as well. Six point uh, win against Baylor. Baylor's a team that I'm high on, guys, in this conference. They're not all the way back yet, but I think Baylor's going to be in the mix. All right, uh, uh, Lisey, we got Joe and Joe here, so I'll go last name. So we got the games tomorrow night, Lisey. Uh, The uh, Florida Gators, minus seven against the Miami Hurricanes. In my research doing this, uh, you know, breaking it down, Joe – um, young secondary for the Miami Hurricanes. So they have new starting, they got new secondary guys, new guys in, in the defensive backfield, and they also have a fresh offensive line. You also have a quarterback that's only taken nine snaps against Savannah State. I think Miami are in a little bit of trouble tomorrow night. And I think this program they have some talent. I'm sure Diaz will be do a decent job down here, but there's a lot of experience at key positions. I know my they got a great defensive line, Lisey. I know they you know they should get a little bit of a pass rush going, but really raw quarterback, really raw defensive backs. And oh yeah, the Florida Gators, starting three wide receivers, are all juniors or or more, Joe, as you know, Lisey. So what do you what do you make of this game?
12: Yeah, I mean, I can't agree with you. Uh, I can't disagree with you in in terms of on paper. I think Florida's the better team. And obviously they were ten 10 wins last year, but I go up against last year's performance against LSU guys, where they didn't live up to the hype, and I think that'll play into this ballgame. Now, the one thing I like about Manny Diaz and that defense last year, third down conversions in terms of a defensive perspective, number one in FBS, if they could force three and outs and create a short field, they're going to still look to run the football. That's the weakness of Florida last year, giving up 165 per game. I like DJ Dallas. I think Manny Diaz pulls out all the stops. It's a rivalry game, week number one with nobody to work. I'll still take the underdog with the seven points in that ball
1: game. Ah, uh, loves his underdogs, Renary. Yeah, uh,
8: and you know, I'm still <laughs> trying to figure out how we're ever going to get the 47 points, Lisey. I'm I'm like counting <laughs> fingers and toes. I'm like it's it's called week zero for a reason because I think we're going to have that might be the score at the end of the third quarter.
12: That, that The problem with that, Joe, is I agree with the younger, but you know in college we've seen games that could be 3-3 in the fourth quarter and then all of a sudden it goes to overtime and it's a bonanza. So uh, if I had a pick, I would lean to the younger because I think Miami's going to look to establish a run and work off a play action and keep Felipe Franks on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. But anything can happen in college football, guys. That's why we love this game.
1: You know, you're exactly right. And listen, I like betting. Uh, I love betting on totals. But be careful, Ranieri, with this under. I brought this up, guys. There's going to be more speed on the field than, like, the Jamaican and U.S. track teams tomorrow.
8: <laughs> no, right?
1: So even though you got some raw quarterbacks and this and that, one slip, one cut, one, you know what I mean, one one ball fake, guys are gone. I also think with both these defenses, there's going to be some fumbles. There'll be some short fields. College football, there's always special teams breakdowns too. Remember, guys, Alabama scored a a defensive or special teams touchdown in like 18 straight games or something? For you betters out there, a nice prop. Will there be a defensive or special teams touchdown? It'll be in the plus 200 range. Say yes. I think it'll happen. Joe Lisi, go for the two. Follow him on Twitter. He's got picks for everything up there. Go for the two. And next week, Rich Sermonalo and Joe return college football today. Thanks, Joe.
12: All right, guys.
3: Joel Easy.
1: You didn't get a, love the
2: show, guys. Hi,
3: I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive.
4: Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321.
6: I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. A lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. So I'm going to take it forever.
7: That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. 888- Four hundred zero four three five eight 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 four hundred zero four three five. 435 888 888-400-0435. Andro400.com. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans
5: or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to money computer type in the address bar moneynow 100.com that's money now, the number 100.com
1: see uh, justin skirlander uh, justin verlander what's his girlfriend's name what is it uh it's kate upton
9: mm-hmm.
1: is it hudson or upton 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 thank you yeah hudson's the other one cut quick kate hudson's uh, goldie hans daughter right that's her uh yeah so kate upton i guess justin verlander borrowed kate upton's uh bra and skirt um justin yeah, verlander that's... blocked the detroit free press from the media session joe
8: what a story that was what yesterday. What a wuss. What a wuss. Yep.
1: Like, really. I yeah. see the picture here. I love you. Can, let me send it to you. See so if you put the yep. picture up of these three tough guys, the Houston Astros security. Oh. Yeah, yeah. real tough. Yeah. Are you guys like you're like gangsters? Like, yeah, yeah, real tough. We're keeping out the beat writer, of the Tigers, because who? Justin Verlander felt, uh, you know, didn't like his coverage before from years ago. Unbelievable. That's pathetic, actually. Like, what, what, like really. Like, you know what, seriously,
8: the hell do you care, about? Like the one, the one guy from the, like, uh, the Detroit Free Press who was probably the only dude in the building that was there for Detroit. Like, really? I know, and like, <laughs> what
1: do you think? He Verlander said, I gave the Detroit Press a heads up. He says, I actually told them the day before I got there, I contacted them and I told them that I don't want this guy there and that they should send somebody else. All right, that's cool of you to go out of your way to call them. But the problem is, Justin, you're not the editor of the Detroit Free Press. <laughs> Maybe the press should call you and say, it's cool if you throw your curveball and slider today, bro. It's all right. Mm-hmm. You don't get to decide who they assign to media assignments. like
8: These guys today, Joe. It's like... yeah. yeah. And then I uh, send the guys out, like, to send
1: the... Yeah, 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 yeah. I sent you the picture here. Yeah, yeah like... Yeah, like, yeah, look I'm at this. Like, it's this a point. threat or something.
8: Yeah, exactly.
1: It's just idea. it's just so stupid. You know, I just hate this stuff. You know the irony, too. Yeah, look, look, look at look this. It. Oh, yeah, look, yeah, look Keeping look, the, right, the yeah. beat writer or the yeah. Tigers out.
8: And look then, then
1: how they, they, they let him stuff.
8: in after Verlander left. Like, seriously? So, you're, Verlander's that much
1: of a wuss. Yeah. That much of a puss, I should say, that... He needs protection from a guy from the Detroit Free Press.
8: I'm guessing they have history from when he was with the Tigers. Is that what I – because they never really got into what the issue was, just that he didn't want to talk to them.
1: I like to know – I like to get into Verlander's political stuff. I like to see his uh, his tweets. Misumi's probably a pretty big, uh, you know, freedom guy, right? Yeah. Like I said, everyone's yeah. into freedoms, Joe. Everyone's into constitutional rights <laughs> until – until they're not. You know what I'm saying?
8: It's amazing to me.
1: I don't know if you know who the uh, I know you watched less of this cuz you're smarter than I am. Uh but I don't know if you know who April Ryan is. So April Ryan, she's a reporter. If you I'll show you her face. Just punch her look at her name up. Uh you'll see. Okay. You'll be like, "Oh yeah, that chick."
8: Oh, yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. She works yep. for like Urban uh Urban Radio, Urban Radio Networks.
8: I see her on CNN she's all the time. She's from Baltimore.
1: Yep. Yeah. The African American mm-hmm. woman from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. She basically named and made a name. Let's be real; it's true. She made a name for herself because Sarah Huckabee Sanders yelled at her. <laughs> she got into it with Huckabee a couple of times, yeah. and was like, "Oh, this poor woman, right?" And like she was mm-hmm. suddenly, suddenly she was made a regular on CNN, and uh, she really parlayed it pretty good, like everyone in the media does nowadays. So she cashes in on this stuff. She's like a mini little celebrity now, right? She's got a book and. Yeah. So, she, she get this, Joe. She she freaks out all the time about freedom of the press and about how Trump breaks all the norms and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. She had a, uh, she had a uh, speaking engagement the other day in New Hampshire, Joe,
9: mm-hmm.
1: in which her security not only did not let in the press, they beat them up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So much so the guy got charged with assault. Like, for real. Yeah. Like, he actually, like, violently... Beat a, it was a big guy, beat up a little reporter guy. And the reporter guy's not from some, he was from like the local newspaper. He right, was like, Oh, right. CNN contributor April Ryan has a book. I'm going to cover the event. They're like, No, you're not. And he's like, This is insane. I'm i I'm the local, like, What do you mean I can't come in? And mm-hmm. they're like, She specifically, they said, April Ryan specifically said, No media allowed. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's screaming. She like, yeah, is part dude. of this group. Listen, I don't know what I'm getting, Like I always tell people, because people think when I take a shot at Trump or I take a shot at the right that I'm some pink Okami. No, 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 no. I hate them all. She is like the champion of the First Amendment and free speech. and Unless she's giving a speech. <laughs> Different story. And not only are you not let in, you get roughed up. But the thing is, if this would have happened to a right-wing pundit, man, this new earpiece is driving me crazy right now. Uh, I don't mind it. We just got to get a better size. Um, um, if this would have been, I'll call out. Like, this is the thing with me. I'm not, I'm um, you know, I'm a homer because I said Michigan. Like, just blow me. Anyone who calls me a homer, unfollow me. Stop watching the show. I don't need you. I don't care about you. So, the thing, that that's the thing, that, the hypocrisy. Yeah, they, oh, here's the assault. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guy's getting assaulted. <laughs> like, and it, Joe, he's not like guard. from InfoWars, bro. Like, he's a normal <laughs> journalist. He's like, because they said, you got to go. He's like, I'm not leaving. I'm covering the event. And then he got beat up, so much so the guy got arrested after. So the guy got charged with like, a lot of crimes, too, bro. Not like, yep. not just, oh, he pushed him. No, no. Like, it's a long, like, the guy, the reporter ended up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. All right. You tell me that if this was Jack Posabic or I don't even know their name, Laura Loomer, Laura Loomer, (laughs) Laura Loomer holds an event and her media goons beat the crap out of a mainstream newspaper journalist. Mm -hmm. It's getting more attention in this. Right. I'm just talking about the hypocrisy. Like, you know, I see Justin Verlander. It's like, screw you, bro. And then Mm -hmm. Verlander complains about media coverage and then like bans the media. You know, yeah. everyone's a snowflake nowadays, Joe. That's the thing. Everyone's a snowflake, bro.
8: Yeah. Right, and then, left, you know what? everyone. Shame you all cry you. all
1: day about everything.
8: Shame on you, Astros, for sending three do- and, like, having – Yes. It, you should have told Berlander, absolutely not, dude. No. It breaks every code and every rule Someone should have told
1: him, hey, Justin, this is America. You, <laughs> you no. <know."> Ex- like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, He's no, but it, it goes – Exactly. People can laugh. Oh, oh, oh it's funny. You're the beat writer. Dude, this stuff's in the constitution. Like you said, like people really die. <laughs> people die over this stuff. Exactly. People die over freedom of the press. hmm It's and it's. I've said it a million times. It's like Ice T said, uh, "Freedom of speech. Just watch what you say."
8: <laughs> hmm Yeah. Be careful. <laughs> I heard. Lightly.
1: I heard a war correspondent say that. This guy he's covered like wars and like
8: you know for 50 years in
1: every country type thing and he said you know every country believes in freedom of speech until mm. they don't like what you say <laughs> and it's yeah, true well, right like freedom everyone <laughs> believes in it until well, yeah but no but course. okay so what could the guy that tried free press said like exactly so, like did he say something about your mother your family did he accuse you of being a murderer a terrorist like was there anything malicious or did you not like his Baseball
8: takes of you. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And by the way, how many guys could be rotating in the Detroit Free Press that are covering baseball? Like, seriously? Like, send somebody else? Like, what? Do you, there is nobody else.
1: All you need to know, we'll move on from this because only a couple minutes. All you need to know, Joe, is next time an athlete tells you, I don't know what goes on in the media.
8: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, if Justin Verlander doesn't know what goes on in the media, how does he know this guy wrote bad stuff about him?
8: Exactly. Why would you ban him? Why would you go out of your way to say send somebody else?
1: Yeah, what's that about Westbrook?
8: Do you remember the whole thing with Barry Trammell? The yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, at least Westbrook yeah. says to his face,
11: exactly, I don't like you. Exactly,
1: exactly. He doesn't ban him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're right.
9: <laughs> Unreal.
1: Well, look at Like, Remember John Tortorella with Brooksy? I told mm-hmm. you, I'm not answering your question. <laughs> but right. he didn't ban him. You're right. Unreal. Because that's true. And I stand by that. It's the journalist's right to be in the room. It's there's nowhere in the Constitution it says I got to answer you. No. You know what I mean? No. It's no. very true. But see, but everyone gets away with it. Like Dolan now with the Knicks, he doesn't like the Daily News, so well, he he boycotts the Daily News. And then after he goes, <laughs> no no, it wasn't a press conference. He said it was an event by invite only, and we didn't invite oh. him. <laughs>
8: That's great. That's damn good legal. He's right there, actually. That is it awesome. really is
1: good. No, 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 it's not a press conference. Yeah. it's an event, and we invite mm-hmm. people, and we didn't invite them.
8: Yeah. People Goal. just some people just take care of those loopholes better than others. They do a really good job of it.
1: All right, so uh, only two NFL games tonight, I don't have a massive feel uh, for that. I'm gonna go with Buffalo. You know why? I, how I'm do go- you, yeah, cause it's a Detroit. <laughs> Hello, exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> Oh, you're a homer. I'm going to Buffett. No. You look at the preseason, guys. We told you I'm stupid for taking Atlanta last night. God, I'm a moron. But you think about this, guys. We told you before the season started, the Baltimore Ravens never lose in a preseason. Take the Baltimore Ravens. Well, if not for the the, the time difference last night, they would have covered another game. They won 16 in a row. We told you the Atlanta Falcons had lost. They've now lost 12 consecutive preseason games. Matt Patricia, guys is now one and five in the preseason. He went one and three last year. They got blown out twice this year, Joe. They lost yeah, twenty four yeah. ten in week one and twenty-nine nothing last week.
9: Mm-hmm.
1: They're nowhere near ready to play. And as you see, the Buffalo Bills are having a nice strong camp. They're ready to go, the Bills. Absolutely. Josh Allen's gonna be coming in here. Detroit still, oh, we're gonna play Stafford for the first time. And like, yeah, that how did it work out for Carolina last night? Mm, you guys yeah. should wait till week three of this stuff. And I'm telling you, man. Guys get hurt. It's a detriment. Matt Patricia can't coach, Joe. Give me Shaw yeah. McDermott and the Buffalo Bills in this game.
8: Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. And give me—I uh, do think that uh, they'll continue the us against the world uh, crusade in Tampa tonight too with Cleveland. I'm—I'm I'm fairly certain Freddie Kitchens will send the uh, the entire the entire pro, uh, starting uh, offense out there to say, "Look at us."
1: This game, I'd be careful with. You know, and first this
8: first half anyway.
1: This is uh listen, uh, wow, I see the Bills are now minus three. I didn't know that.
8: Holy crap. Yeah, it went four and a half points. It moved. It's like they were they were dogs. They were a point and a half dogs. Uh, I didn't know Joe. I just see this. Lot money, ah! <laughs> a lot of money, man. Well.
1: Yeah, the Browns Bucks game tune in at five o'clock. Uh we'll have we'll have a pick uh, for you there. Um
8: what do you do with Fifty one to twenty eight. That's crazy. The Browns have outscored both their guys fifty one to twenty eight
1: yeah that uh that uh that that Colt game was closer though last week they came on the colts um, yeah. what what are you making a baseball ball? What are you taking today?
8: um I can tell you there's a ton of money coming on the yanks tonight to take down uh, Ryu. awful lot of money coming in on the New York Yankees right now,
1: oh yeah, good, good. yeah, I see that
8: yeah. Yeah. A ton yeah. of money. I'm going with Washington the afternoon game. I think the uh, at plus money, I'll take uh, the Nationals over John Lester at Wrigley.
1: Yeah, it's uh 2:20 uh, Eastern. I was on the Nationals last night. They cashed for me in the parlay plus 110. Mm. Uh, Nationals today, Lester minus 126. Dodgers and the Yankees, man, that's some cool stuff uh, tonight.
8: Yep. Big um, time.
1: Growing up as a kid, man, it's like the uh, watching these World Series. This is great. I, I think I'll take the Dodgers here. I don't trust Paxton here. <laughs> exactly. I exactly. I'm, the Yankees pitchers are no good, bro. Let's just call it out God. for what it is. They're all okay no. at home. That's the thing with the Yankee pitchers. They're not bad at Yankee Stadium. They generally suck on the road, Joe. They do.
8: I don't get why all that money's coming in there. but Those I'll the go Yankees. with the Grom. I'll go with the Grom first five under. Yeah, he's up to
1: 186. People are hammering the Mets right now. Oh, no. People don't know what to do with the Mets. Betters, odds makers. One night they're one, plus 140, the next night they're minus 190. They don't know what to do with this team.
9: So true.
1: Thanks, Joe. <laughs> we'll see you guys at uh, good, 5 guys. o'clock.
10: Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the Low Cost Airline Travel Hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531, 800-754-4531, 800-754-4531, that's 800-754-4531.
0: At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. Best of the morning after on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: Daniel Jones, 9 for 11, 141 yards, uh, average 12.8 uh, yards per completion, had a quarterback rating of 118.8. And um, this wasn't against uh, third and fourth string players. He was brought in uh, late in the first quarter against the Bengals ones. Uh, let's look at Eli Manning's box uh, line here. Eli Manning, four for eight, 41 yards. Average of completion, 5.1. QB rating, 65.1. Like, basically, Daniel Jones' quarterback rating was double. Double! You know how hard that is to do? Double what Eli Manning' Manning's um, uh, rating is. And, listen, one thing I noticed last night, there is a little bit more of a... Um, There's a little bit more velocity on Eli Manning's ball right now uh, than than it seemingly has been in the past years, but it's still not fast enough. The plays still take too long to develop with Eli Manning, and it really, really, really isn't a matter of if. It's only a matter of when, and if, if his name wasn't Eli Manning and he didn't win two Super Bowls, to me, it would be obvious that Daniel Jones has won the starting quarterback job for the New York football Giants. They are not a contender. You know, they are a couple of years away. It's too bad because they have one of the best running backs in the league in Saquon Barkley, one of the best players in the league in Saquon Barkley. But it's a time for a mini rebuild right now. You know, Carson Wentz and the Eagles are good, man. The Dallas Cowboys are good. You're not on that level right now. But you can be real fast. And we've seen young quarterbacks succeed quickly in a National Football League. Listen, Eli Manning will be the starting quarterback against the Dallas Cowboys in a couple of weeks, Joe. But I legitimately believe that Daniel Jones should be the one that's starting. And if it wasn't for his last name and it wasn't for, they can't break up these guys. Say what you will with the Giants, they're freaking loyal. Like, they can't break up with this guy. I know it's rough. Either
9: way, it's going to be painful.